three, two, one. Tech support! Hello, I'm Adam from uh, Your Movie Sucks. This is Sardonicast. I sound a bit, uh, there might be a bit of room echo. I'm in a different place. I'm just kind of setting up, and it might be like this for a couple episodes until uh, we're all completely set up and I got some soundproofing stuff in here. Uh, how's it going? Hello, who am I here with? Hi. Hi, I'm Ralph the Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Alex from HE and... Yeah, that was a, a nice little shout. I was kind of hoping you were going to go uh, meow, like oh. Tom does uh, in the movie. That would have been a good one, but yeah, that one works. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can if if I ever if I ever do the one you d- wish if I ever miss one that you wish I would have done, you can always just do it. I, I I was tempted to, but then I was thinking about actually having to do the impression of Tom Cruise and Vanilla Sky, and I was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had second thoughts. I, I, I couldn't. It would just be a lot of out. screaming, just a lot of like yelling. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yelling. Um, yeah, there sp- is. Speaking of meow cat people, we all saw the second Avatar film. Uh, Avatar, oh, okay. the way of water, the shape of water. The sh- yeah, yeah. The shape, nice. Avatar, Titanic, two. The second Avatar film. Uh, I've been told I say water wrong, just because like I think my accent comes from like, water. Water, yeah, I'm like water. Like, water, <laughs> way of the water. I'll just say like H two O. Okay, yeah, Avatar H two O. Yeah. Um, James Cameron loves H two O. Yeah, there was a it's Halloween a movie called H two O. Yeah. Can I give a brief <laughs> synopsis of the movie? Uh, sure. Like, yeah, give a brief synopsis. Yeah, without without spoilers. Yeah, without spoilers. So it's a sequel. Like, yeah, I don't know. To the yeah to the epic James Cameron movie Avatar from thirteen years ago, two thousand nine. Right? Is that the yeah yeah uh, yes? And it's yeah, which was you know of course the most highest grossing movie ever, and this is the follow up film following Sam Worthington as Jake Sully, and you know he's with Zoe Saldana. And they live in the forest and they have like, I don't know if this is spoiler, I guess they have like a family and yeah, they're just like doing their thing. And until, you know, there's like other threats that come in. So they have to um, make friends with other tribes, including a water tribe, which they show in the trailer uh-huh. and, you know, you see them in the ocean. And- I mean, they show everything in the trailer. If you're if you're perceptive enough, you can figure out what the plot is. Even though it would ki- it would kind of be a spoilery thing. There were certain things that were like kind of surprising to me that I thought were cool. I would just like to get into spoilers, honestly. Yeah, we can get into spoilers now. I just yeah. wanted to say that I really like the movie. A good way to summarize it though is the um, if the first movie was uh, about saving the trees, this one's about saving the whales. Um, it's about saving the ocean. Yeah. 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 That is a good way to summarize it, actually, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of similar <laughs> like plot beats and stuff, which is not like a bad thing. You know, it is a sequel. Takes what works about the first one, I think, and like improves on it in certain ways, especially like some of the character development. I do like the characters much better in this movie. Oh. I like that they focus much less on like the white savior kind of shit. That I don't really think there's much of that in this film. Really, I mean, Jake Sully at this point is just like a Navi. Navi with a gun. I, I like that. I like certain things they did 
there. I, I thought Sam Worthington was actually better in this movie than he was in the first one. I don't know. Are we in spoilers now? I would like to be, yeah. Yeah, I see. Let, let's just get into just it. Just say I like the movie. To dance yeah. around. Yeah. I mean, I bet, I bet a lot of people saw it. I think it did really well this weekend. Especially overseas, right? Because it has a lot of international appear, appeal. Mm-hmm. It's just like a big special effects movie. Yeah. So I saw the trailer and I felt like I was maybe one of the only people on the planet that was like kind of excited for it because everybody was doing this weird like contrarian like ah, Avatar whatever. Um, and yeah, like for an ex- effects movie is most of the reason why I was excited for it. It was just like, oh yeah, I want to see these new technology and like the fucking water looks amazing. Just like the water, water like particle effects or fluid effects or whatever you call them. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that kind of bugged me about the trailer, I was like, okay, so there's this Avatar character and he's got the exact same tattoo as Stephen Lang's character from the first movie. I'm like, they're not bringing him back, are they? Oh, you picked that up? Oh, yeah, because it shows him a few times in the trailer. Really? Because I didn't. That was a surprise for me. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, it, I thought that it, was really awesome. It showed him in the trailer, and it's like his tattoo is clearly visible. I'm like, is that is that Stephen Lang avatar? And I was kind of like, you know, like I'll I'll just reserve my judgment and see how they handle it and see what's gonna happen. Although I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly happy about this because I would rather just a different story or rather a, a new, new villain, villain or, or just you know I don't know why we need to bring him back because it's not like he was one of the good parts about the first movie like it's it's not it's not like he's so important to the experience of making an avatar film that you have to have the same villain and then just yeah the movie movie took place and they kind of is that like one of the big things that like bothered you about the movie it's one of the things yeah just the plot is the worst yeah i I actually really like that yeah that that in and of itself i didn't really have an issue with um in fact, what, it was kind of like thing. Yeah, it's kind of what I wanted. Yeah, more I wanted of to know what you saw was about. leaning more into like the mechanics of like this weird avatar technology and like how it could be abused by like the military to send people in undercover or whatever they want to do with it and kind of you know match the playing field. Um, and then that whole angle of like, yeah, it technically is the the avatar of the guy from the first movie, but it is a different character it's just played by the same person and he's got he's like got all his memories implanted and stuff and there's a few like scenes of exposition explaining that side of it which i thought was kind of cool it's kind of the same with sigourney weaver her character how she's like voicing that yeah um, she's a nikki or whatever (laughs) like one of the daughters yeah yeah Yeah, basically they they reveal that everyone was like having a million kids um in the space of that first avatar movie everyone Um, was fucking yeah, Sigourney Weena, Weaver was <laughs> Sigourney fucking Weena. <laughs> yeah, a little Freudian slip. <laughs> Stephen Lang somehow had his son in the last movie or something. Yeah. Everyone was fucking. Because there's like a kid going around who grows up, and that's Spider. Where I actually yeah. like that character. Again, like, you know, you say like the Stephen Lang character is bad. I agree. Like, I didn't like him in the first movie. In this movie, I really liked him. I'm like, they fleshed it out. They fleshed out the character so much more to me. They like that character, that interactions with like his son. I'm like, wow, I actually like this character now. Like, he feels like so much more fleshed out and like more nuanced than he was in the first one where he was just like kind of scenery chewing. Like, I like him so much more in this movie. Yeah. I like him. I was more 
you're saying you like Spider. That was a, that was one of the sticking points for me. Was that Spider character? I feel like for such an important role in the story, they just the chops and the actor needed to be a bit better. Yeah, Don't know if it's the dialogue or the actor or a mixture of both. Well, but for me, I, I it, that's a cool idea for a character, like a human. It's like the inverse of uh, yeah, the first right. Movie. Grows up to um, be like having, a Navi, or grows yeah, up yeah. in their society, who's basically just a Navi. Yeah, he like walks around like with no clothes on. But you gotta have the performance to match that man, and I, I don't For know sure. if that guy was there. Sure, yeah, sure. He, the child actor sucked. I don't know how old was the actor. I don't know. Is it a child? I'm not the sure. Young actor. At sucked. some point, he was a child. Definitely, he was a child at some point. But I think like later on, he's like. More of an adult, right? I don't think yeah, he's like, teenager. I mean, he might I don't be. Know. He might be like a teenager. Yeah, I, I have no might, idea. He might but. be thirty years old. Might be a might be a Michael Sarah situation. I thought he wasn't. <laughs> I didn't think he was that bad, but um, I mean, we're talking about like <laughs> we're talking about like the story and like the acting and yeah, like I agree. There's like kind of corny parts of the movie, but I think like you know most of the appeal of the movie is like the CGI and that stuff and the 3D, and I really enjoyed that mostly. Like I, I thought. For as a spectacle movie, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. I and yeah, the 48 frames. Yeah. I guess that makes it look like a video game kind no, it's of. Just, but, yeah. That was the thing. <laughs> but, no, like, we have to talk yeah, about sure. that more because I, did, did I didn't you realize that? that was a big thing. Yeah. Let, first, I suppose we should each explain like what environment we saw it in because I did see it in 3D in an IMAX. What about you guys? Did you see it with the IMAX and the 3D and everything? Or? I saw it in the only proper IMAX screen in Georgia in high frame rate. And everything. So, yeah. Okay. So, we all saw it the same way. Did you as well, Ralph? Yeah, I saw high frame rate 3D IMAX, and then I saw it again the same way. So, I saw it twice that way. So, we've all seen it then in the arguably intended experience. Yes. Okay, that's interesting because that was was like such a big... I didn't realize this frame rate thing was going to be implemented into the movie because especially considering the the history of this technology with The Hobbit, with the Gemini Man. Yeah. How like there was such a pushback against (laughs) that kind of stuff. And I've, I've been trying to kind of break down and understand the logic and I do get it with like certain... Uh, scenes where there's a lot of motion and like it, I guess it does help with the water somewhat in the scenes where there's lots of action with movement. I think it makes the CG look more realistic somehow. Like it's like the same thing with video games, right? Like this frame rate makes the graphics better. You know, I don't know the exact mechanics of it. I kept being pulled out of the movie because of like there's no consistency to it. Yeah. It like changes between shots Thank sometimes. You. So it's yeah. like, oh. There were some shots that were like 40 frames per second and 30 and some that were like, most of it seemed like 60 at least, right? So I, I don't know. But yeah, there were I some shots that were like, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the frame rates were, but there were certain shots where it was like, okay, that's a lower frame rate. And it was like one out of every 20 shots. And it was so weird. I don't know exactly how it works. It was very distracting. It pulled me out of the movie so many times. Yeah, so so in a weird way, I almost feel like I haven't seen it properly. <laughs> I like know, because I went out space. of my way to see it like that. I feel like if I saw it at a solid 24 frames per second, then I yeah. wouldn't have been distracted. I, I, I enjoyed seeing it that way. Because mm-hmm. it is really distracting, because like, no joke, it does look like in some scenes, it looks straight up like a video game, like a, a pre-rendered cutscene that's like in, in engine, like, and it's the game's about to start. Like, hand me the controller. Let me take mm. <laughs> take over. Yeah. If it was a consistent high frame rate the entire time, then I wouldn't have had an issue with it. Because my my feeling about the high frame rate thing is like, it only looks weird because we're not oh, used no, to it, and we we only see I, I don't high frame rate in frame certain. Rate. Sorry, 
I don't think that's. I don't think there was lower frame. You're the only so. person I talked to that doesn't feel that way. There's literally so. okay, but there were literally. I would, like, I, would, I would really like to hear how like the frame rates were because I'm not an expert on it. There were. It was. It, it was really dependent on shot. Much. It wasn't like oh the projector was you know chugging along or like it it wasn't like it it seemed intentional from the film and and it was only those shot it it, it wouldn't bleed into the next shot yeah. of like being a lower frame rate it would be like as soon as the cut happens it would be a different frame rate i i thought i was losing my mind and maybe it was just a me thing but i i did like look up um some articles about it afterwards um and i found one on what cnbc.com where it's apparently like it's it's an artistic choice. Um, it's this yeah. aesthetic that they want to kind of implement on certain movies now, I guess. Um, yeah, that's how it felt. Like this quote, was it say? Yeah, the result is that Avatar: The Way of Water is the first major film to be released in a high frame rate, but adjusted to keep its cinematic look. In the case of the Avatar sequel, the action and underwater sequences will run at a higher frame rate, allowing the motion to look better and more realistic, while dramatic oh, really? scenes okay. have been adjusted to look like the traditional 24 frames per second standard the audiences are accustomed to. It's but a it tool for the director to create shots. the look that he or she wants shot by shot, Miller says. It's used selectively. Some shots may not need the tool at all. Yeah, it was um, so weird. It'd be like, yeah, one out of every like 20 shots in some scenes would just be like a, a noticeably slower frame rate. And I was like, well, what the fuck? And it was pissing me off because it was just taking me out of the movie. Like it wasn't... Like just be a consistent yeah. frame rate. I don't want to be thinking about the frame rate. I want to just get used to it and be in the movie. I want to be in the universe. Well, right? yeah, because so. personally, if I had a choice, I would have preferred to see a 24 frames version first and then maybe... Show me solid 60. But I didn't realize this was even a thing. Beginning to end, show me the same frame rate. Whatever. Make it whatever frame rate you want. Just like don't be changing it like for all these shots. Yeah, yeah. I really just didn't notice that at all. So it didn't bother me. I saw it twice that way. It didn't bother mm-hmm. me. I thought it looked really good. I thought it's like the best CGI I've ever seen. Really, I, I can't think of a better looking film in terms of special effects than, than this. I think it's like 99% CGI, basically. <laughs> like, there's not, there's like oh, yeah. a couple of human characters, you know, but it's yeah. mostly CGI. And yeah, I think like the 3D and the frame rates meant to enhance certain shots and certain scenes. I don't know. I, I, I really didn't notice the frame rate changing. I thought the whole thing was 48. Yeah, what I, I don't know. I think exactly that's the highest it goes. Speed the frames were, but it was definitely <laughs> it was definitely not consistent, which is my big problem. Yeah, the, with the it. water and stuff. I, I think it's like a huge improvement from the first one in terms of the CG and that stuff. The water looks like, incredible. I just thought it looks so much better. The, the water, water yeah. the water is the main character of the film, really. I mean, their skin looks their skin looks real and just stuff like that. And yeah, the underwater sequences are amazing and how they use the 3D. It's like the best 3D movie. I've seen. I can't even think of the last movie. <laughs> like I've the seen in 3D, actually, probably <laughs> yeah, the... Gravity, maybe. Mm. Yeah, like so, it's been a long time, right? I can do without 3D. I don't feel like that helped me in any way. It was kind of just like we're back to this gimmick thing, you know? No, I thought the 3D helps with the. No, I think. Well, we talked about how the first one used 3D re- really well. I think he used 3D well in this one too. I don't think there's like a huge difference i thought he used it better in this yeah, one because you can tell like certain shots are framed to make it pop as like much as possible without oh yeah like, well like there's it. scenes where like the bullets are flying at the camera it's like oh shit it's cool yeah and like all the underwater stuff is also obviously really cool in 3d i feel like, like i feel like my brain just kind of just gets used to it after the first like 10 minutes and i don't like notice it you know but it doesn't like add 
to I it. I feel like that with most movies, but the way he used it in this, there were like these set pieces again where like, okay, they go underwater and there's like these glowing fish that are like tiny and they swim around. I'm like, oh shit. Like, you know, like he yeah. makes it pop at certain points. Like again, with, we're talking about high frame rate. Like again, with most of these movies, I agree with you guys. Like Gemini Man, it wasn't even easily <laughs> available. Like I couldn't even see it that way. Here, I just happened to like see it that way because it's, I think a, a lot of theaters are showing it that way. Uh, this movie. And it's just like, okay, I, I think everything about the movie, like the 3D, the high frame rate, they were thinking about these things, making it and trying to make it work in the movie, trying to make it pop. Because, you know, it, it does make, I think it does enhance certain scenes. I think it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And maybe the whole movie even, I just wasn't even thinking about it. Because, you know, there's so much CGI, so much of that in this film. Again, the biggest problem I had with this movie is some of the writing. <laughs> Yes, um It's just it's a for me it's like the first one just more improved, more modernized, you know, cuz we have modernized effects now. I wonder how the first one would look in high frame rate. I wonder if it would look better cuz I think that's what they did for like that re-release they did. Mhm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't see the re-release. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um I just watched it at home, you know. But yeah, again, the problem I had was just the writing. Yeah, like the stuff you guys say like the Stephen Lang character coming back, it's corny. You know, he has a son. Like, how do you have a son in the first movie? They'd even mention that. But, you know, it's it's corny, but I, I didn't really mind it in this movie. Um, for me, it reminded me of, like, Terminator 2. It's like, it's just, like, a good action movie, you know? It has good action scenes and good characters. I felt they were fleshed out really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's uh, let's go back to uh, Spider, because I, I was, I was going to yeah, add, okay. yeah, I think his acting was bad. Uh, (laughs) during moments where it required him to not be bad. And I had this kind of thought where like, okay, yeah, he's the only human character. And so I was, I was paying attention to the, uh, one of Jake Sully's children, the youngest one. Um, Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell that they're probably the same caliber actor as spider, but because of the tech, because it was like a CG face, the animators were able to like sweeten the performance a little. They were able mm. to like give little bits of icing to it and and uh, help <laughs> it in ways that you yeah. cannot do with Spider's character. Because um, yeah, if you if you pay attention to like the the performance on the Jake Sully's youngest Avatar baby, like the same the same issues exist it's you can hear it in the voice performance but it's there's something mm-hmm. that they did with the face to make it more convincing whereas the spider human character they they did not have that option so it was just kind of unfortunate um yeah need better child actors or you need to work with them more closely james um i find the story of this film to be like kind of like insulting in a way I just feel like it was just so stupid because the first <laughs> really thing, insulting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things about the movie are kind of like just really uh, low low amounts of respect for audience members like the uh the choice to have the entire thing be in English basically. When you have this Navi language that you create, <laughs> you literally created a language in the yeah. last film. And then one of the first lines too. in this movie like we we get subtitles for like I don't know thirty seconds, and then Jake Sully goes, "I learned Navi pretty quickly, and at this point they might as well be speaking English." And then 
Yeah. Just like cut, and the mm. rest of the movie is like no. The subtitles English. fade out. They I'm fade like, out. They just, just they fade away, and then yeah, they they turn into English, and then the whole movie they speak English. Yeah, like oh, okay, so now it's just like it's like Mass Effect, where you know you're just you have to imagine that you're seeing something different than what's actually happening, and so you're just right. getting a translation, even though their lips are sinking. It's not a dub. You're getting like this weird non-existent version of reality of the universe where people are speaking a different language because you couldn't possibly have audiences reading subtitles for more <laughs> or American, let's say English speaking audiences. We couldn't possibly have them reading subtitles for more than like 45 seconds in this movie. Like, fuck, it's kind of disrespectful. That really is. It, was, it pissed me off. But, but you know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me, though, if, if then, then later in the movie, like, people just speak English. Like, you know, I think they're just speaking English in this scene. So it's, like, hard to even tell, like, you know, when they're speaking Navi and when they're speaking English. Because there's, the whole movie, they're just speaking English. Yeah, they're just if, they're, if they're Avatar yeah, right, people yeah. speaking to each other, the implication is that they're supposed to be speaking Navi. Yeah, but then when Stephen Lang shows up, he's speaking English. You know, yeah, Stephen Lang I mean. speaks English, and then he tries to learn Navi, and Spider is like better at Navi and than then him, they come and he becomes that, a translator. You know? And then in those scenes, yeah, it's so such, it's such a stupid choice where it's like, okay, you're James Cameron, you made the most the highest grossing movie of all time, and so now you're working with like, okay, production started under Fox, and then way late into the production, it moved to Disney. So surely before it got to Disney these were already choices that were set in stone. Was this a choice that James Cameron made? Was this, was this like, you would have to imagine with this film, he wouldn't so. have that many restrictions. Like, he'd be able to do whatever the fuck he wants, right? Yeah. Like, the movie he made was just like, fucking Titanic, Abyss, Terminator, like all of his other movies he just put into one movie. <laughs> like, of course he did yeah, what he wanted. So was this like his both. decision? Mm-hmm. And if it was his decision, that wasn't really a decision made for art, was it? Or did he just think like, oh no, I won't make as mo- much money this way, Right. That's what I feel overwhelmingly about That's this That's like a really cynical way to look at it. Like, oh, I just want to make more money, so they're not going to speak well, why Well, el- why the fuck else would you do it? It's for accessibility, right? Because he just wanted right? to do that. Oh, because he, he just, just wanted said, to like, do it? it would he be invented more an entire language in the first film. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted to do it. You could have had them speaking English in the first why film. Why not? <laughs> it, seems, it does seem like a cynical reason to do it. I don't know. I don't think he wanted to do it that. It seems like this movie was just made for money, <laughs> whole, and that's you want the it. the whole movie to be them speaking Navi? I don't know. I don't know if that would have worked. I feel like it's more because the balance of the movie is way more of like to Navi scenes, so most exactly. of the movie would be in the language so i can see from that you made a yeah whole I, I see what you mean about it, it. yeah you, well, ma- you invented know. a language the for the movie <laughs> no but this is the thing that james cameron is all about the broadness and the wide appeal so can you imagine him like for this three hour 12 minute long movie like the every navi scene being in navi that would have been dope committing that hard with all the kit yeah i don't know that but uh, uh, you yeah. can see from his perspective he's probably like that that narrows the appeal baby like we don't have the the the, the, the balance of that first movie with the uh yeah, but that's always been the thing, right? Like the, the characters are, a, they have a certain shallowness to them. Like the good guys are very good, the bad guys are very mm-hmm. bad, mm-hmm. Um, and it is more about the spectacle. They're and beautiful the blue of people it. that look like cats, big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most they're the most appealing. Like they're like minions. They're like the most appealing. Yeah. Like you want to buy toys of them or whatever. They're very synthetic yeah. and yeah, <laughs> exactly. And understandable. That, that's understandable in a way because like you you're. In the first film, he stuck with the most recycled, unoriginal story ever. But I could see what it was in service of. The story was not the f- 
the focus of the film. It was presenting no, this really. new world. It was about the visual experience. It was about, you know, he, again, he created a language. He created a culture. He created all of this lore, this, like, all this backstory where you could read, like, a bunch of comic books and there's, like, an encyclopedia of shit behind it if you wanted to discover it. And it was to entice you into this world and be like, oh, wow, this sense of discovery. And that's why that this basic recycled plot which has been used in other films to sort of exemplify and showcase those same sort of emotions was used for that film is because that was not the the focus and now in the second film he created a much dumber story (laughs) where it's just like oh i just (laughs) want to i'm gonna kill jake sully and i'm just want to kill him badly because he uh killed my other body because he yeah because he killed me yeah (laughs) because he he wants revenge yeah it's, it's like a really petty revenge mission Right, where where it's yeah. just like, yeah, he's just well, gonna no, kill no, you. And we got we got to talk about like that. Like, the, so the reason the humans are back is because they want to like colonize. Well, Edie Falco's in the movie. She wants to like colonize Pandora because Earth is like polluted or whatever. I think she said something like that, right? Like Earth is yeah, destroyed. Earth yeah, is dying. Earth is like, All right, and then they also they changed the MacGuffin or whatever of this movie from um what what was it called an unobtainium in the first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, now there's but, like a new element. Yeah, you can live they, forever like, if you put, kill throw the into the lore. Yeah, there's like some kind of serum you get out of the whales, right? That makes you live forever. So that's like the new kind of thing that they'll probably use from now on in the sequels. And I was like, yeah, that's a bit more creative than like what they came up with in the first movie. So I thought that was an improvement, but I thought that was funny how they kind of just changed like the, you know, the whatever, the MacGuffin or whatever you want to call it, the element. I mean, yeah, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me what the the element is like it doesn't matter i don't it's care it's definitely a little better it's like totally it not the movie better what the movie is to me all i wanted out of this film was to experience that same sense of discovery and wonder and just like you know the shots in the trailer where i'm like oh yeah i'm like f- flying along with the flying creatures i'm swimming with the swimming creatures and i got that for 30 minutes out of a three hour plus long movie and the rest of it was so fucking boring. <laughs> and the oh, rest man. of it was an right. absolute fucking <laughs> chore to get through. That 30 minutes was awesome, though. I really enjoyed that 30 minutes. <laughs> the, but, the middle but, when they're in the whales? Yeah, when they're just, we're, they're, they're doing the thing and they're learning the, you know, they're like, uh, we're teaching you how to do this thing from this other culture. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're experiencing that uh-huh. same shit again. I wouldn't have minded if they yeah, just no, like, that was copied fun. and pasted that was the entire story from the first movie. I was just so not into Stephen well, Lang's character did. and like, well, well they yeah, kind well, of did like the for Stephen part Lang of it. stuff, yeah. But well, the like, humans come back. That's like, because like the thing before this movie came out, it's like, what is it about? And pretty quickly they established the humans are just back and they're just trying to like do the same shit they did in the first movie colonize pandora right yeah but it, it felt like most of the movie was the the conflict of just like Stephen lang getting revenge yeah most of it but they were also setting these seeds i guess for future movies they want to make with like you know edie falco there like she doesn't do a lot in the movie they're basically just setting her up for future movies and like they just set up a lot of little things but I did like that they were, like, taking their time with it and just, like, okay, we're going to focus on this main story. Like, it didn't feel rushed in any way to me. I thought it was actually pretty well paced. They weren't, like, constantly cramming in, like, references or, like, setting up things for future movies, kind of like they do with Marvel movies now. Like, you know, like, I don't hate Ant-Man, but I, I didn't like when, like, Hawk guy or whatever his name is hawk well now captain america showed up or whatever and like mm. that was like so thrown in and there was nothing in this movie that felt that way to me everything was like okay the story's moving forward 
they're setting things up for future movies, but you know, it does really indulge in like certain parts, like that really great half hour part, like you're saying, Adam, where they're like in the ocean. That's all I wanted. And then the the last hour of the movie is action. And I thought that was like fucking awesome. That whole last part of the film. There were parts of the action I liked. Really cool. It's like the whole last part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, yeah, the... there were parts of that that I liked. Yeah, I especially liked when, like, when it becomes Titanic and they're kind of trapped inside the ship. I thought that stuff oh, yeah. was, was excellent. That was awesome and it looked yeah. really cool. And yeah, James Cameron's a great like action director. I really like how the characters were like, you know, like some of them get captured and get brought on the ship, so they have to go get them, and then some of them escape, and then some of them go back, and you know, it's this fun like play with like all the characters and like where they are in the scene like some of them are like fleeing and some of them are stuck and like they they play a lot with that it's it's fun it's like fun to see them go back and forth escaping the ship and you know i don't know i i I thought all that was really cool it was really exciting that last hour of the film there were there were parts of that last hour that stuck with me you know there were certain moments of it where it's like oh they just cut that guy's arm off like that was fun but yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the the action set piece as a whole, I feel like I would have enjoyed more if a I cared about any of the characters and any of the consequences to those characters, and b if I hadn't been lulled into a fucking coma for the previous two hours of the experience because I was just so fucking checked <laughs> yeah. out. I was just like, oh my god, like just I, I <laughs> it was really difficult <laughs> to care yeah. or pay attention after a certain point when I was just. The whole the whole first hour of the movie was like a frustrating fucking chore. It was just genuinely frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just really like those characters. Like the characters in this movie were so much better to me than in those, that first movie. I was just like, yeah, I really like these characters. I I, I enjoyed shit about these characters. That whole yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I just I enjoyed right seeing their journey. I enjoyed the whole movie because I really cared about the characters. That's what made the action so good at the end. I'm glad that mm. they killed off the son that looked the most like J- Jake Sully because I was so confused at points <laughs> where they weren't opening their mouths. I thought I was watching Jake Sully in some scenes and then I wasn't. I was like, oh shit, it was the other kid. Uh-huh. Before they spoke, it was like too similar. Well, yeah, they were definitely developing that other brother like much more. They were de- the other brother was like, I think a little more developed. So I was kind of like, oh man, are they, are they going to kill that brother? And they, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was I was more disappointed sad. with like just the fact that there are so many like young kind of kiddie characters and the kind of tropes that come along with that, like mm-hmm. the, the the water avatars bullying like teenagers, like the other yeah, ones like, for their weird hands, and it's like, man, I feel like the stakes are yeah, so much higher in tails. that first movie, and I was never. Did mm-hmm. I miss something, or did they just not address that those kids tried to murder one of Jake's kids? Did I miss something, or did they not address yeah, they that did. that was like I was an surprised by how the yeah, they kind of just let that go. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're not going to, like, tell anyone that that happened? Like, they literally <laughs> tried to murder you. Right. Right. <laughs> Some of the writing is off. Like, how are they going to deal with the next movie, the fact that, like, Natiri held a, held a knife to, like, Spider's throat? Like, are they just going to, like, forget about that? They'll probably bring it back up, like, I Oh, guess. yeah, you, you tried to, like, you tried to, like, kill me, but that's fine. Like, you're still my, you're still my avatar mom. I mean, she didn't. She just gave him a scratch. Yeah, gave him a scratch. Or almost, almost killed him. She she would have killed him, maybe. I don't know if she would have. I don't believe she would have, actually. She w- I think the shot before you see her, she's like acting like psychotic, obviously, because she lost her son. It's yeah, like, she's trying to. Yeah, she's kind of scary. She's crazy. Scene, yeah. Yeah. To make it seem like she would. There was a guy laughing on that scene. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, like people laughed at weird parts in the movie. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Where she was like... 
who who was like someone was like injured and they go back into the hut and she's like stop you're not helping or like you're doing nothing like and then everybody in the theater laughed and i was like what i didn't understand why everybody laughed at that part (laughs) it was so weird so i was gonna say earlier um the first film was it felt like okay i'm going to accept that this is just like a cliched recycled been done before by the books paint by numbers story because it's in service of presenting this new world and being able to just like dive right into it and getting the sense of wonder, blah, blah, blah. The music worked perfectly, everything, blah, 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 blah. And the second film, I don't get that impression. I'm, I'm looking at all of these crazy effects and the, the fucking so much money poured into this and every, every effort that this film is taking. And I'm going like, what is this in service of? It's not in service of like, is it in service of that half hour that I got out of it? Or is it in service? of It felt like that wasn't the whole point of the movie. Just that tiny half hour that I got out of it. It felt like the whole point of the movie was just a cash grab and that's it. Really? It felt felt, let's just, this is one of the things for me is like part of my disappointment is just how similar it's goals to that first movie. And in saying that out loud, I don't even know why I'm surprised by that, to be honest. Like it is like, they're talking about five of these movies or however many they have planned is it going to be like avatar the the freedom of fire you know and like then they go to the fireplace and then there's a scene where they're with the fire animals and there's one that fly you know like it's like the same beats as that first movie like again um and i really i was like putting too much faith i guess in cameron and maybe taking all those years worth decade worth of critiques of that first movie about that story about these characters and maybe trying to do something to address that. And I guess he did from his perspective with this, like these kid characters and Sigourney Wiener playing a like Thank teenager <laughs> and stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I, I just wasn't as invested in that. I kind of wanted to see especially more from the Jake Sully character. Cause that's, that is kind of the main conflict, like him being hunted and he's bringing this like war wherever he tries to escape. Um, but there is like this, this down point in the middle of the movie where there is, uh, there was just like a lack of tension for me. I know that it kept cutting to the bad guy, like doing the beats from the first movie yeah. of him, like going with spider, like, so they could go back into those environments and do the flying Wrangle scenes again. a bird. <laughs> mm, yeah. Get one of the banshees or whatever. Yeah. But it just, it wasn't hitting that same way for me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So by the time I was getting to that. That, that that crazy impressive final like 40 minutes or whatever it is in a vacuum i really like i think it's like mm-hmm. expert action it's like beautifully achieved and storyboarded and everything is so clear and yeah it's exciting as hell but it's yeah i just didn't have that investment especially when it has the whole like the one of the kids gets taken out and like i, I barely knew anything about the guy I, I, I just didn't really feel anything when yeah he, it was a real who gives a shit moment for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um, kill him <laughs> i guess i was just waiting for some kind of hook to like raise the stakes or get me in um a bit more that kind of justifies it beyond the the blunt kind of uh uh you know like amusement park ride kind of feeling it has at times like it as soon as yeah. it opens i kind of felt like i was in because it's just it, it's, it just opens on showing off like pandora in the environment for like uh-huh. a while and it's like it feels like the start of a ride almost it's like it's almost self-aware of that in a way uh-huh yeah it does feel like a ride that's kind of why i liked it i mean that's like what the first one is too 
I feel like a lot yeah. of what we're saying is like the same thing with the first one. Yeah, like the story's hollow, characters aren't great. I feel like I I feel like it's better in this one. This was a longer, more boring ride. <laughs> this it's more, yeah, it's more how long longer. It is to me, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm. I thought the pacing was really good for it, but I, I again I just like those characters. Like I did like that scene when like the brother died or whatever. I think Zoe Saldana really sold it too in that scene too. To be fair, like I thought mm. she was really good in that scene. Oh, I think she's, she's very really good the whole movie. Oh yeah, she's great. I want to know from that. Yeah. yeah, I think the acting is great all around. I even like Stephen Lang in this movie. I thought he was better in this movie. I just like the stuff with him and Spider. I thought she all that is was cool. great, but she's kind of like falling into this weird pattern of repetition where I'm just like, oh great, you're crying again, and it's great. She's great at it. But it just feels like that's what she's there for now. <laughs> it's just to like cry like that. <laughs> for, like we're going to see yeah, it again in the third movie. She's just going to be crying the whole movie. Like we already know what the third movie is going to be. It's just going to be the ex- exact same shit again. Um, I want to I want to at least try to uh, try to go into or maybe you can help me uh, with this to to understand why I feel so off about the plot of this movie, because if I can rationalize it, the fact that there's this uh, revenge story now where it's like, okay, he's got this squad of people and I guess the Earth military is just literally funding his revenge now. Uh, Like, that's a mission. They decided to become blue avatar people. I think part of the reason why it's so off-putting to me is because it gives me a different impression. I don't know if it's more accurate or less accurate, but it gives me a very different impression than I had in the first movie of like the scale of the universe of the scale of like Pandora and the planet or whatever, because the way that these characters just keep meeting up, like the kids just run into him. Basically they were like, Oh, we're seeing the, the things that landed like, okay, your kids are going to be the one to do that. Like they're just going to be alone with him right now at the beginning of the movie. It's like, okay, it's just going to be like just you (laughs) characters. No other characters are there. Okay. And then Mm. like, they just keep, yeah, it's like they just keep fucking bumping into each other. I'm like, how big is this fucking, they were hunting for them too. So it wasn't like, there were there were like searching all of Pandora. They were searching, but they just they literally area. ran into each other. the fir- The first interaction was yeah. Just it's the like, kids, you know. It's the kids because it's dramatic. But yeah, but that's kind of annoying. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying the writing isn't <laughs> like, corny. That's, I don't that's think it's really annoying. I mean, made for cool action, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's just like these things. I don't bother. know. And then like I, I don't know. Like how big is a planet? How big is a planet? Like how many tribes did they contact? Did they contact any other tribes other than the water tribe in the first like? We could have seen that. I don't know. None of that bothered me. That's kind of like... It's just, it feels like so weirdly small scale when the impression that I feel like I should be having of Pandora and the universe that Jim Cameron created is that it should be a large scale thing. It feels like it weirdly betrays the universe in my mind. Same, exact same feeling I have with the uh, let's do the whole thing in English. It's like, well, you created this fucking thing that, you know, like, why aren't you using it? It's just, why are you doing this weirdly small scale story in what should be a large scale universe? It's just yeah, it maybe it's uh, pisses me off. It's comparison to that first movie, right? Because in that original two thousand and nine one, there's that whole beat where like Jake goes around to all the different tribes around Pandora and like lines them well, together. Yeah, like right? the forest That's, part. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this introduced like a whole other part of the world for me. Like it's not and it feels small scale. It's like oh, we're we're exploring new parts of Pandora now. And probably, yeah, in future movies, we'll explore more. Yeah. Next movie, they'll do the fire tribe. 
They'll do fire or whatever. Do other element. One, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. they said they're going to do... Ele- yeah, snow. That would be kind of cool. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like snow, Navi. Yeah, something like that. They're going to do something like that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's just like these things, like... They don't, I didn't really harp on the language thing. I kind of forgot about it. I didn't harp on any of those things. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's a little... The, cor- the, writing, the writing's a little corny. It's a James Cameron movie. The writing in the first one's corny. The writing in Titanic is corny. <laughs> I, I just, it just didn't bother me. I just really like the characters. It in just it. felt like like it. It didn't just feel corny. It felt like so fucking transparent. It felt like the same sort of annoyances I had with like a Quiet Place at points, where I'm just like, oh, you don't even care how it gets to this point. You're just getting there. You know, it, it like it, I don't see characters anymore. I see props for the script. Yeah, I feel like maybe I would have these problems if I, if I saw it like in 2D. <laughs> because, what? because it's like so much fun it's just so much fun seeing the movie what do you, what do you mean what i mean it was just so much fun seeing it don't laugh at me what do you mean i mean it was so much fun seeing it in 3d and 48 frames a second it was like an amusement park ride but i oh God, i just, so I just think fun. that those are separate things I, like these... <laughs> I don't know I... I bet without i bet without the 48 frames in the 3d if i was just watching it like you know on my tv or whatever just like a normal like environment i'd be like oh yeah these characters are like yeah they're a little hollow it's a little corny at times but yeah it really did feel like an amusement park ride i'm like yeah i'm having fun like with this experience it's kind of like being back in pandora i got that for 30 minutes yes the amusement park thing is like a interesting beat to me because like it's always like in the news like movie news and stuff like especially since that scorsese comment about like marvel and big hollywood films and that's just always it was always in the back of my mind with this thinking about it from that angle the yeah the the line between yeah like what is it we're we're trying to get out of this is it like a story we're going to remember or is it purely just those visuals and the environmental storytelling and it's just it's just a repeat of history man it's like the same conversation as the 2009 one to me um i was really hoping to get more of a stronger emotional reaction to be honest um I don't know. Also, the Navi, they're just kind of creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> creepy are looking. creepy and annoying. I felt like I did get an emotional reaction out of the first movie, and I just, like, it was just so blank and absent and, like, just such nothingness in this movie for me, emotionally. Just couldn't get anything out of it. It was it was really... I just... You had... You had... You could have gone anywhere. You could have gone anywhere with this story. And you just had it like, oh, I want to kill you. And that's it. Like, that was the whole, that was the whole story. It was just so annoying. Yeah, I was expecting more from the story. Um, and it does make me question, like, what's it? For these sequels, do you want them to keep getting bigger and bigger, like, financially as well? Is that, like, a big concern of yours? Because surely at this point, you found that you've made Titanic, you've made Avatar 1. Is what you want to say with this purely just, like visual for the most part you know like because you know these characters and the the plot is like so similar it's so these beats you you already made the joke about the amalgamation of all the kind of previous things he's worked with in his catalog and he's like yeah i guess it is whether that theme park kind of nature gels with you or not and it it, yeah i gotta admit it, it, it was getting me at certain points but it was just the runtime i was i was feeling it um at points how do we feel about Jermaine Clemens being in the movie? Yeah, I was going to mention him. He was, uh, that was like a weird character. He's like barely in it. It's not really developed all that much. Yeah. 
felt like a but, weird uh, like, cameo. So he's just a whale hunter like the other guy, but he feels bad about it. That's basically like the character. Yeah, he was like a biologist or something, wasn't he? There was like a, right. It was kind of like Sigourney's character from uh, the first one. True. Yeah. You know, I didn't even really make that. That's like so obvious now that you say it, but I like didn't even make that comparison. <laughs> you know, there's just so much shit going on in this movie. That I'm like, yeah, that character was there, like kind of underdeveloped. Maybe in future movies, they'll do something with him. Well, there's, yeah, there's a un-nobby. bunch of cool ideas. Like um, in this one, they really spend a lot of time developing this kind of like whale thing, obviously for this. this yeah, brain they, and they can like talk plot. to them. It felt like such James Cameron, like... I don't know, fan fiction or whatever for the ocean. I don't know the word for it. But just like, oh, what what if I could like talk to whales? Kind of, (laughs) yeah. What if I could talk to whales, dude? Just like stuff he's like imagining in his dreams. It's like, yeah, that's what it was like. The whole movie was literally just James Cameron jerking off. Well, yeah, it's like set in the ocean. It felt like it's incredibly (laughs) self-indulgent. Like It's just masturbatory (laughs) movie. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Was There were parts of the movie I found so weird. There were like little tiny audio issues that I had. But it was once I started noticing it that I couldn't stop noticing it. So there would be certain sound effects that were done, I, I guess, through Foley. And there would be like repeated impact sound effects. But every time they repeated the impact, it would be like this, the sound would be so similar to the previous sound that it would sound like a YouTube poop thing. Like you were using the same sound effect over and over. <laughs> so like when people were getting hit by the fire extinguisher, there were like multiple hits in a row. And it was just like, oh, shit, it's just like this weird, like same sound playing again. And like the the handcuff clacking. And it was so like apparent when the when the big fish was like chomping down its teeth. It was like this really noticeable like ow, ow, ow. and it was just like the exact same sound playing over and over and i was like this is weird this is comical like it, it was like youtube poopy like i don't know how to describe it but like there's so many other <laughs> big uh, yeah, action movies that. where i yeah I, I i don't know why i started noticing that like and i'm now trying to be like well is this a thing in like most action movies like what's happening here like why why was it sticking out so much in this movie it was just so bizarre some of the wing flapping on some of the animals it was just like so much of too similar of one sound effect. And it was just turning into this weird YouTube poop for me. And it happened so many times in the movie. It was so bizarre. I, I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really bother me. I didn't really notice it. thought the sound was good, um, especially at IMAX. Um, since we're on sound, I guess we could talk about the score for this movie, too. I think that was like mm. a big point I had. Like, I really like the score from the first one. You know, James Horner obviously is not... Um, you know, he passed away he passed in 2015. Away, yeah. So mm. he couldn't compose this one. Uh, so it's a new score. I honestly didn't really like it as much as the first one. That that's probably one element of it. Yeah, same. That yeah, I think I, I like think more it was better in the first, in the first movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd still like the score for this movie. They do use certain parts of the score from the first movie in this movie that were used well. I think. Like I kept thinking to kind of Jurassic World Dominion, how they used like the Jurassic World <laughs> theme or Jurassic Park theme, and it was like so out of place it like ruined the theme and here it's like okay the whales are dying so they play like the tragic music from the first one when like the trees mm-hmm. burn i'm like okay it fits the scene you know the, the the music at the end of the movie before the credits i'm like okay they're using the themes from the first one but you know it is a sequel they're using it well as it feels so forced in and yeah there's a lot of like original co- compositions in there and it's like oh there's some cool tracks in there where they like use the imax sound you hear like you know, sound effects like in the background, I guess, or like parts of the score behind you. You know, it feels like kind of ethereal. I'm like, oh, it's well done. Yeah, I just thought it was really well done. 
I thought it was really good. Like in terms of science fiction, I'm like, I can't think of a better like science fiction movie I've seen recently. Like probably Tenet was like the last one I really liked. But I, I like yeah, Dune it's a really lot. cool. A lot of similar yeah, Dune as well. I honestly kind of like this more than Dune. I just thought the world building was so really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I liked it more than Dune. You know, the more I think about Dune, I still like it, but I didn't like it as much like as the first time I saw it. Um, this, mm. I was like, I was just really into that world. I mean, that's why I spent, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. I spent six hours this weekend in Pandora. I, I, I really yeah. enjoyed this movie. I saw it twice. I really enjoyed, you know, the 3D and being in that environment. Like, this is fun. Um, you know, I don't think every movie should be this way. I'm not saying it should be like a movement, but for this movie, for the way he intended to use it, I thought it was really well done. He clearly put a lot of thought into it, James Cameron and, and the team behind it. I'm not just giving him credit. It's his team, too. It, it felt like really like a labor of love, this movie, in terms of like the special effects and all that. And yeah, the story, we can pick it apart. Yeah, I do have some issues with it that might bother me more as I watch it you know, in the future, but just that experience of seeing it in 3D, that was like really great. I, both times. I really yeah. enjoyed that. It was, it was like a theme park ride, but like a good one, not in like a bad way. Um, yeah. It, it definitely is know. a different level of special effects, you know, it's like how it should be done. Um, yeah. I guess the argument just comes in terms of like what it's in service of. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. Sure. I just thought yeah. it was such an improvement in that way to where I was like actually really impressed where I'm not really impressed by CG anymore. With this one, I really was. Mm -hmm. um, I, that's why a lot of yeah, people like it. I mean, a lot of people really like this movie. I mean, Yeah, um, no, I feel like really I'm more loved. kind of in the minority with how I'm feeling about it, to be honest. Um, Everyone clapped in the theater. Yeah, people clapped. That's very rare. Really? Not in Britland? Like, no, no one made a anyway. single fucking noise. <laughs> 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 so miserable. I did, I did watch this in Georgia. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Georgia, America. <laughs> to specify. Oh, yeah. That's like who it's made for. Yeah. They love it. <laughs> they were having sure. a good time. It's a big Disney park ride. Of course they. So that's what it is. I mean. I enjoyed the Disney park ride. <laughs> I enjoyed the actual Disney park ride where you fly around. That's fucking dope. Oh, yeah. 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 It, w it was like that. It's basically like a three-hour version I of that. I wish I got that out of it for more than half an hour. Because I feel like I got yeah, that sure. for like 30 that, minutes, kind of. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think we're... I think I think this is... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we, we have much more to say about it. We should talk about some other movies. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, you could, I'll go first. Like I, like I said, I loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Um, but I don't feel bad. I think there's a lot of other people loved it too. I, I, I'd give it four star. I think it's a good movie. I think oh. it's better than the first one, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of torn. Cause like with the caveat of what I was saying at the start of the conversation, that, that high frame rate thing was like really bugging me more than I was expecting, um, or anticipating. So I, I do, I do want to, well, this is why I'm torn again. Cause I do want to see it again. It, with it not being in 48 frames, but I also didn't love the story that much, so I'm not really that motivated to rush right back and get into it. But uh, yeah, weird mixed feelings with that. Love the special effects. Love going back to Pandora and like the 
the different environments and clearly he's, he's this guy's got a fetish for water like like nothing else i mean yeah <laughs> and i guess it pays off in the implementation of like it, those effects yeah it felt like a fetish movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i like the little details like this this tribe being like kind of being more like maori influenced and having those kind of things in there makes me kind of wonder about what else is going on in this world? What other tribes like kind of do and their rituals and traditions? And that's the stuff I like in all this kind of science fiction world building. Um, it's just, yeah, mostly that dialogue, writing, general plot and characters. I just really wanted more to hook onto. So for now, after my first watch in the IMAX frame rate thing, I'm just right down the middle, like two and a half stars. Cause right now my feelings that I actually kind of prefer the, the, that first movie as, as a package um but i suppose it's still early days mm-hmm. yeah i like the first movie a lot more i felt like it delivered with what i wanted out of it a lot more uh this one was yeah kind of a fetish movie it was very long and masturbatory and uh damn could you imagine if everybody got like hundreds of millions of dollars to put to their fetish movie that would be a crazy existence james cameron <laughs> is, is lucky uh <laughs> four out of ten it was so boring hated all the characters it was shit and i didn't like the story i loved 30 minutes <laughs> of it uh that's about it <laughs> damn so you got no hope for the future then for the eight other ones no yeah i'm like this i'm i'm upset because i'm not going to be able to stomach watching this film again because like I, I really mm. enjoyed a thirty minute section of this film, and it makes me upset that like, what I'm not gonna buy like a Blu-ray for it to experience that thirty minutes again. Because like, what I'm just gonna skip through the other parts. Like, is that worth it to like buy a Blu-ray for it? So now it's just it's yeah, it's just kind of upsetting. I I I guess I'll feel some sort of obligation to watch a third movie. I just don't like yeah like fuck. I'm so uninterested in this Stephen Lang revenge story shit that's just going to happen again in the third movie and probably the fourth. It's probably going to end the exact same way in the third movie where it's just like, oh, well, he's he's dead, but then oh, some, yeah. he's not dead. He doesn't, he doesn't How many die fucking in this times one, so do people like drown back. and yeah. then come back without even having like CPR? Like, I guess just the Navi bodies just don't need to expel the water from their lungs after they fucking fill them up. Like, holy shit. That happened like twice. It's so annoying. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's some world building reason. Of course. <laughs> yeah. There's some yeah. excuse, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to. Yeah. I very right. not <laughs> That's <Avatar>. enjoyed it. <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, my recommendation was for the 2001 movie Vanilla Sky, which Adam reminded me is actually an American remake of the 97 movie Open Your Eyes. The 97 movie. Spain. Um, So I think we're going to talk about both here. Um, Might as well start with Open Your Eyes, um, Mm -hmm. directed by Alejandro Aminabar. How's that go? How how many people did that upset? Um, Yeah, so kind of... As a Spaniard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's kind of a simple story from this era of when I don't know. I was I was, just, I was thinking about this. I was trying to compile a bunch of movies from this time that are all about like reality not being quite what it seems, or that there's some kind of technology that's going on in the background that's making everything crazy. Uh, full spoilers, by the way, for this. So 
yeah, so around this era of your Total mm-hmm. Recalls, your Matrix, uh, Truman Show, Jacob's Ladder, the game, this like this fascination yeah. with these kind of ideas. Eternal um, Sunshine shortly after. Yep, yep. Um, but Open Your Eyes in 97 is one of those kind of more unique, definitely quieter ones with more of a... Uh, kind of a mystery angle. It's not about like big spectacle or action, like the Matrix or something like this. It's more of a more of a mystery kind of with the this main character. Um, he's like a pretty boy, a rich boy, uh, born into wealth, old money, um, and he's he winds up in a horrific car accident and uh, has to try and rebuild his his life and face, and everything starts getting. Uh, difficult to understand and is it a dream what isn't a dream and it all boils down into some uh, crazy science fiction concepts that i wasn't really anticipating or expecting I, I saw vanilla sky man so many years ago to the point where it was just kind of vague images so that mm. this whole twist aspect and the science fi- fiction aspect i'd i'd completely forgotten was like key to the movie and part of what makes it interesting to begin with so I had a great time watching Open Your Eyes. Um, I don't know about you guys and what your familiarity with this movie is, but um, yeah, I liked its bluntness. I liked um, its pace and where it goes and kind of what it's saying and where it gets your mind going, much like all these other uh, reality-bending sci-fi concept kind of movies, Black Mirror kind of mm-hmm. gut punch sort of reveals in this kind of idea. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? I really enjoyed this one, and it was interesting. I, I really enjoyed watching these two films back to back because it was. I guess we'll talk more about the differences between them when we uh, introduce the other film. Yeah. But, um, it, this film on its own was there. There was a level of intrigue to it that I thought was very properly communicated in the film. Like I was always kind of like, oh, interested in you know, where this is going and what's happening. And although it was a little slow in terms of like, I guess how it's presented, um, there was always enough to, to keep me wanting to get to the end and wanting more out of it. Um, my biggest issue with this film would be that I just, I, I didn't like the main character and it didn't feel like one of those fun, you're not supposed to like the main character movies. It wasn't like American Psycho where it's just like, it's still like an entertaining character. I was just kind of fucking annoyed with this guy. I was like, he, he's mm. he's giving off such incel Elliot Roger energy. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, just fuck yeah, off. Like, <laughs> I was kind of getting uh, Patrick Bateman vibes a little bit. Yeah, um, in some I sense. just wanted bad things to happen to him after a certain point. And so it was weird. So I was doing a watch along to it um, and I've done watch alongs you know, with more seriously toned films before and just didn't say as many things because, you know, it's just, a, you know, social watching a movie and not necessarily riffing on it the entire time. Uh, but with mm-hmm. this film, after a certain point, like after about halfway through, uh, I guess we're going to get into spoiler territory as spoiler discussion, everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. After about halfway through, I was kind of like riffing on it, but still enjoying it. But I was more riffing on the character. I was like, ah, you fucking piece of shit sort of thing but i was still enjoying it like the, the story is a strong story despite me not liking how they presented the main character or what i got out of the main character um but yeah there were there was some really cool imagery the you know double 
where he puts the mask on the back of his head and that was you know used yeah, again later great. in the other film um, yeah that was cool there was some yeah, good, good makeup um, yeah i like the prosthetic better in, in yeah. this one yeah he was mm-hmm. more he disfigured more, i feel more in deformed this one. Mm-hmm. maybe it's less realistic i guess but i don't know i'm not sure yeah uh i can't help but compare it to vanilla sky because that's the one i saw first I and mean, mm-hmm. it's like a big tom cruise movie but then i mm-hmm. learned about open your eyes later and you know then i saw that i think open your eyes is better yeah um yeah it came first i think that's a big thing <laughs> like it's very original yeah. concept yeah it's like really well done yeah it's and it is more blunt i, I like that about it. it's less like over dramatic i really like the style of it and yeah it's like like just like little choices it's basically almost the same movie they like both of them they have like basically the same plot but there's just little choices they make and this one's just like a little more it kind of just sticks with you a little more it's like a little more Mm. yeah especially my elegant um yeah Mm -hmm. it's that bluntness like you can't not compare because i i I did what you did adam like just watch them both like one after another and it does like really highlight certain things like (laughs) how the the hollywood schmaltz kind of leaks more into the vanilla sky version and how just how much more unlikable tom cruise is compared to this guy even though really still isn't yeah i personally i found it to be i found tom cruise to be more likable I found it was like more of a cute psychopathic vibe. And I felt like Tom Cruise played that better. Um, Let's try it. Let's try it. We we can keep the first movie discussion as short as we want. Like we don't have to say too much more about it if we really want to get into the comparisons. Because I feel like we should introduce Villanelle Sky and start talking about it if we really want to. I didn't see either movie before watching them both. And I didn't know until, like, I guess the past few years that Vanilla Sky was a remake. So I'm glad that I never got around to watching Vanilla Sky just so I could experience this one first. Uh, all I knew mm. about Vanilla Sky was, you know, Tom Cruise saw the poster a billion times. Um, what was it? Cameron Crowe. Um, mm. And, or, and mm-hmm. uh, just, almost famous. Yeah. 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 And just, I knew that it was supposed to be like a mind fuck movie because people kept putting it on the mind fuck movies lists or whatever, like Mm -hmm. YouTube, Reddit lists or blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, I knew that it was like going to have some twists and turns and maybe some like, I don't know, confusing stuff. And it was a bit, it was a lot more straightforward than I was expecting based on that. Like it wasn't as, uh, up to your own imagination. It was just kind of one of those, like, you know, you don't really expect where it's going and it's interesting where it's going. Um, And yeah, for me, uh, I really loved the story, did not love the main character. And I feel like it really improved upon itself by the end of the film. I thought that the ending, the entire end sequence was perfect uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, the confusion and the shootout and the, uh, fucking G-Man yeah. character. I really like the detective character. Yeah. G-Man or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I really like the detective character, how he's like kind of conscious even at that point in the movie. Yeah. that Like he is just a character in his mind, kind of mm-hmm. not really real, but yeah, you see like he has like a genuine reaction to it, which was like kind of interesting. The doctor character and how he was used at the end, especially. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That f- true. That was cool. I sh- I do like how there's no like ambiguity to it. It's like no, this is a dream. This this is not real. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like 
oh, like maybe the partners made you do it, like because you know there's this whole other subplot with like he owns his he owns his father's business now. Um, so it's like, oh, maybe they're trying to like get him out of it, but it's you know they're like, no, it's just a dream. It's just the whole thing's a dream. <laughs> there's no ambiguity. There's no hidden. Me- I, I, I do like that. I think that's you know makes it unique. There is a small level of ambiguity to it where you could imagine like, oh, instead of him having used this uh, extend your life cryogenic sleep service, perhaps when he wakes up at the end of the movie, if if he wakes up at the end of the movie, perhaps that's just, oh, all this was all a dream and you're waking up from the car crash right now. Like mm-hmm. that that's I one option, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I like exactly where they ended the movie. I like that we... Yeah, tough to not tough to talk about this without comparing it to the other film. But I like that we didn't get yeah, the shot of the eye at the end of the movie. I like that it stayed black and it just reincorporated oh, the like line, that. which was okay. the title of the film. Uh, and mm-hmm. we just heard, you know, open your eyes. I think that that was like the perfect yeah. place to end it because it allows for a yeah, bit opens of and closes thought and conversation. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I liked it. I probably liked it better too. Yeah, the way they trickle in the kind of sci-fi concepts, um, I enjoyed too. Because it, it, it's not like they're really trying to hide it too much. Like they do have the TV in the background when they're talking about like cryostasis technology and this kind of craziness. Mm-hmm. But it, but uh, yeah, the way it's actually implemented and where it goes and like the decision that that final scene you're saying about where he jumps off the building and that decision that that character is put into is a is a fun like cool uh way to to wrap up the story and bring it all together um yeah i was a big fan of that side of it yeah and i felt like it was like so much more let's just start fucking okay i'm just gonna give my rating for this one and we're gonna start talking about (laughs) this is about the comparison so yeah i thought this movie was uh very solid very interesting uh seven out of ten for me uh could have been better you know there's it's odd cheesiness or weird moment, but uh, overall, really cool. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. I think a three and a half star seven is perfect for this. Um, it's not like out of all those films I listed at the start of this conversation, I don't think it's like the best out of any of those kind of mind bending, mm-hmm. world altering sci fi kind of concepts, but it's it's really solid. Um, yeah. And, and memorable and unique and interesting. I think it's better than Jacob's Ladder, which we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like probably one. prefer it over Jacob's Ladder. Mm-hmm. And I would give this one a four star. Nice. <laughs> cool. Four star out of five star. Yeah. All right. That's what I give it. Yeah. The comparison is the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. They're basically almost the same movie. But, I mean, but they really. couldn't be more different at the same time. It's they're very similar and they're very different. It's it's simultaneously. That's the thing. But yeah. it's it's the same plot. It's the same sequence of events. There's like the same scenes. Just like almost exactly. Yeah, same ideas given to two different directors with just a completely different yeah. style and interpretation of Let's Take It. Yeah. It, it is the style that separates it. Yeah. There are, there are things about this movie, Vanilla Sky, where I can see how they expanded upon the ideas of the first film and I can see how they improved certain aspects and ways. For one the character, the main character was a lot more fleshed out and developed. And it was like the dynamics between him and his friend were a lot more clear, even if I didn't like the friend character as much as in this one. Like, 
by the time that he was saying the line, like, you're my best friend, I actually felt it in this movie. Whereas in the first one, I was like, oh, I guess your best <laughs> friends like you. Kind of, it, yeah. it didn't like yeah. feel like like it was communicated as much, even if they probably mentioned it. Um, I like Jason Lee in this, too. you know, of course, Cameron Crowe. So Jason Lee's back. I thought that was mm-hmm. funny because I didn't remember he was in it. Yeah, I thought Jason Lee was fine. Um, Penelope Cruz is back again. She's in the first yeah. one, <laughs> which it's is interesting. same exact. Like that I was just like trying to compare shows. the performance. It's like it's no point. It's like the same exact scenes she's performing. Mm-hmm. It must be funny so, as an actor. I much prefer her in Open Your Eyes compared to really? like, I, I, every creative I choice. Like I basically same. prefer her in Open Your Eyes. She had more of a character there. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the one character yeah. in the film that was not was expanded upon as much in Vanilla Sky. Is she felt like more of a character in the first movie, and she was just a bit more absent from this one, which is weird. She felt like less important in this one. See, a lot of the time though, mm-hmm. that expansion is what I was liking less about Vanilla Sky. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. need like the board of dwarves and like uh, yeah. you know, showing him going into work because that's like just oh, yeah. not an that, that wasn't very funny. In the first movie. <laughs> That wasn't very funny at all. I'm laughing now just because of how like awkward it is. Because it's a good like twenty minutes longer than the ninety seven version. Yeah, it's so, so there's unnecessary. There's a bunch more kind of stuff going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and everything that's added, it feels more like yeah, like kind of like there's Disney remakes where they're like we got to make it longer and add more shits to add more well, shit. There, um, the, <laughs> basically every decision, almost every decision in this movie was made in such a borderline parody americanized way where yeah like now that we have I think that's kind of much the point, more though. of a repertoire and many more examples of american remakes we can see just how clearly this is doing a lot of the same things it's making a lot of things a lot more loud and obvious you know and then yeah. the the editing is like a huge thing in this movie where it's like a lot of quick cuts for the the action and even some of the dialogue scenes uh, there's just like a billion yeah, yeah. cuts you know and I, I agree with you but like the world that he's creating in his head they're like okay you, he wants it to be sensationalized like yeah it's know, very sensational he's creating you know the music choices and that's yeah. too sure it's the a whole movie, not the entire movie supposed to be a dream mm-hmm. you know only only half the movie's a dream because there's a certain point where you know it, he chooses to do the the memory thing or whatever the lucid dream you know, there's a point where he chooses it. You know, so not the entire movie's a dream, but the whole movie feels like it has that, like you know, feel like it's this sensationalized exactly, like with the yeah. music and all that. I really like some no, of the soundtrack it, choices. I think that's something about this movie I probably like more. Mm-hmm. Like the use of Radiohead and whatever. Um, yeah, ra- the Radiohead's but, you know, great. Well, I feel like I some soundtrack like choices movie, were like very detrimental to the movie. Some were weird. Mm-hmm. Some were some especially just the one like the scene for me. Yeah, the one like immediately after the Radiohead song. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know this song, but I'm like, that's kind of a weird choice. Not like the mm. song was bad. It was just like it didn't really yeah. fit the scene well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mostly like the soundtrack. Almost every song choice in the last 25 minutes of the film was just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, almost yeah. like a Snyder film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, it was no. so weird. At least it wasn't a cover, though. Zack Snyder uses those covers that are, like, awful. Oh, like, yeah. This is, this yeah, is slightly right. better. Yeah it's, not, yeah, it's not quite that level. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, there, there were certain scenes in particular where that sensationalism, that Hollywood kind of style was really, like, comical um, in comparison, like the whole exposition scene towards the end where they're in the office and 
in the original it's just like a really simple they just pull out these like little stick things on the desk and like just explain the concepts really clean mm-hmm. um underplayed simple and then in the uh in vanilla sky it's like this whole like we prepared this video and tilda swinton plays the video on the screen on the desk and it's like this crazy animatic and there's all yeah. this wackiness going on and yeah, like the, it is like whiplash uh, watching this one right after that original, just with how much they kind of um, just take it to that next level to try and I don't know, make it more Hollywood, make it more bombastic, and yeah, make it more accessible, I guess. Audience. Yeah, for wider audience. Yeah, more accessible mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, like like mm-hmm. the the <laughs> the dog, audience. the whole fr- frozen dog thing, Benny the dog. Yeah, I was really wondering, uh, like how does this film play not seeing that original um if it maybe works a bit better because maybe i don't know you're saying like at the beginning of the movie like cameron diaz like gets a call and the song is like life is but a dream so it's like all the all those uh little uh easter eggs and things are in there that you wouldn't really notice. there's a lot more attempts at reincorporation in this film and in some ways i feel like yeah. it works pretty well for what it's trying to do like i i kind of like that kind of reincorporation in a dream type movie sort of thing i I like those little hints yeah i like the reincorporation too but it was more the i was wondering if particularly that benny the dog thing like just how much they're focusing on it and keeping like the the cryostasis idea like in your mind like Mm -hmm. whether that would get to be too much or too like too oh yeah it was definitely too much like the foreshadowing in the first one's great. You see it in the TV, yeah. Or in in the in the Spanish version, it's just like on the TV. Like they mentioned cryostasis, mm-hmm. or cryogenesis. It's like oh oh okay. Like it was perfect how they seeded that. And this movie, yeah, it's like yeah, the Benny the dog thing. I'm like yeah. oh my god, I wonder how that's gonna come in later. And like, <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, he came to life. He brought it back to life. It's like it doesn't even really like tie in entirely. I feel. Like, it doesn't even yeah. really work. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't really need to be so expensive. It's just like something like, so funny. distracting. They try to make yeah. it like funny, more comedic to make it more accessible. Like, hey, guys, we're not taking this that seriously. You know, we're still having fun with it. And, you know, there are some fun visuals and, and stuff like that that look cool. Um, the Actually, Tom Cruise jumping off the building or whatever at the end. I did think that actually looked better in the first one. Or in the, I keep saying yeah. the first one, in the Spanish one. I thought it looked better in the Spanish one. They both one. look kind of Maybe bad. not when they're, <laughs> maybe not like when he's jumping off, but at least like the shot when it like pans up as he's like standing. Oh yeah. Like on the, on the edge. I thought that looked better in the, in the original one. Like I, I just thought, I thought, I thought, I don't know if they really did it. The green screen effects looked better in the second film, but the lighting was off in a weird way. And it was like inconsistent with where the sun should be, and it was like, okay, what is just weirdly yeah, dark? Yeah, it looks when a bit yeah. like the room on so, top of the roof. Yeah, yeah. it was just <laughs> weird that you know, like the dramatic scenes don't entirely work for me because of certain things like that, like the CGI or I don't know, like certain dialogue, certain creative decisions. I do like the original one that it just cuts to black and there's no shot of the eye. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's just stuff like it's that. Better the without fa- the shot of the eye. His face is much more. His face is much more deformed in, in the other movie. In this one, it's like, oh, it's Tom Cruise. We still got to sell this movie. You can't make him too ugly. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, yeah, it's got some pink eye, I guess. Which is weird because I <laughs> I saw the trailer after I watched the movie just thinking, like, how do you market this? They never showed him disfigured in the trailer, which I seemed a bit like I was I was kind of expecting that. But it, yeah, that's... huh. 
Yeah. So they never marketed him. I guess that would have that would have ruined the surprise. Person. Yeah, I guess yeah. that would have like ruined like the whole twist. I guess or part of the twist. There were I found that there were like a couple. This movie has more intentional and unintentional humor in it than the first film. So mm-hmm. I found myself having more fun with this movie, even if I don't think it's a better movie. I found myself having more fun because it's going for a bit more comedic of a tone. And also some, there are just some lines that are really kind of stupid. Like there were like, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah. I definitely had a good time with it. I don't think it's bad at all. There was this, this line where they were like, we're not cowboys. I'm like, Oh, that's so American. Just like mentioning cowboys <laughs> in it too. And there was the line where, uh, Tom Cruise says like, some people just say I'm like a guy who's just snowboarding his way through life. I'm like, no one's no one says snowboarding for like an ex- expression like that. That's not like, oh yeah, like the most notoriously notoriously easy thing to do is like snowboarding. Like, yeah, you know that's like it's a weird. Ex- yeah, that is it just a weird seems life. like yeah. What what? Yeah, that that is yeah. You're right about the the kind of intentionality of it. Where yeah, a lot of it that um, exceptionalism is kind of built into the movie. Like Steven Spielberg shows up as a bunch of pop culture references to like settings and like, spaces that they go to, and the references, and just like how star-studded the cast is, it's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, how many actors? Steven are, Spielberg, Timothy Spall in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah Spielberg, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, Michael Shannon, uh, Tilda yeah. Swinton. Like, yeah, everyone is in the movie. And yeah, I, mean, I actually is, really is liked okay the Kurt Russell in this. I thought he was yeah, great he was good. In this. Yeah, I really liked him in this. His reaction at the end yeah. too—that whole scene the, with that, you know, that same scene with that character was great. Him like, you know, his mind being blown—that he's actually not real. <laughs> I just love that yeah. scene in both movies. I overall with this movie, I found it to be like relatively inoffensive as a remake. It's still funny in terms of like, okay, this is like such such a parody of American remakes and just the soundtrack choice it's yeah. Salisbury Hill and like oh really like there's a lot of parts of it that I just found weird but like there was enough about it that I found improved too and, and again I was having more fun with it it felt like the pacing was going by faster in this movie for me I don't know about you guys but even though this was a longer film the music added to the flow of the film mm-hmm. the a lot whereas great. I felt it was like a bit I more felt, empty felt in the first great. one for that kind of like a slower foreign art house film whereas this was trying to be a bit more palatable uh to general audiences and in some ways it worked Definitely. but I just like the the in the the real make or break sequence for both films for me was the ending where in the first film I felt like it really tied itself together it was like the best ending possible I was like okay yeah I definitely like this movie a lot yeah. and this film I was prepared to to be like oh wow they're both like good for different things I'm not sure if I have a favorite but they fucked up the ending so bad in this movie uh you know they they lose the uh the ambiguity for that point in time where um you know the doctor character should be arguing about whether or not he's real and they just didn't really do that in this movie and he you know there wasn't the shootout that was in an alternate ending and it also was kind of shit yeah yeah um, i missed the shootout that was better oh, yeah, 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 that was right. cool yeah. in the first one there was no shootout in this yeah. movie and like the doctor didn't like hang out with him down there and he never followed him up and so like when we're already up there at the top of the building and he's like oh you can wish for whatever you want you can wish for your doctor friend to be there and then he just shows up then it's like okay you've you've definitively told us that he's not real whereas in the first movie 
you kind of believe the guy, even if even if it doesn't make sense that he would be real. You kind of believe his character, or you're tempted to because of, he, of how passionate he is about. He's like, no, I have a two daughters and like all this stuff, and like his subconscious version of this character like can't accept it. That's a really interesting angle, and it adds yeah. an extra layer of emotion to it. And then they're just they just didn't do that here. And then the the G man character in this film was like so much less intimidating. It was that like uh, that British oh, actor from. Okay, uh, that's what you meant by the G-Man guy. The the, 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 the guy who guy from the company the, is con- yeah. he's talking to he's about like the technician. The... Oh, Noah Taylor. Yeah. In this yeah. movie, it's different yeah. too. He's tech support in this movie, so he's yeah. supposed to be like more of a comedic character, I think. Because I don't think he's like tech support. He, the just, other he one. just seemed like, so he weak a as a character in this film. The other film, he was so intimidating. yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was just calm. I, I did like the other guy more. Yeah, he was more of like a presence. Yeah, yeah. No, the whole the execution of all of that was like laughable in comparison. Um, mm-hmm. When Kurt Russell <laughs> starts like screaming, yeah. like I can't be entertainment for the future, can I? Like, like you know, it gets yeah. like way goofier. So I had a yeah, big problem just, with the Tom Cruise yelling. It just never seemed like takes apart. Mm-hmm. Very real to me. Yeah. It was weird. It seemed kind of off. Yeah, kind of like weak acting there. Yeah, yeah I don't like know. they really fucked up the ending. I would have had so much more of a good impression <laughs> if they didn't. The fucking good vibrations by the Beach Boys playing and as he's yelling for tech support. I'm like, what are you trying to do here? Like, oh with the yeah. Tone? Like it was yeah. just so no, different in really the first movie, and it worked totally. so much better. Um, and yeah, I watched the alternate ending. And the good vibrations, so they do the shootout, <laughs> and good vibrations continues playing during this shootout, which is so lame. Oh. And it treats it like this campy, like, oh, I can't die, I'm in a video game. And like an entire SWAT team shows up with automatic weapons, and yeah, it's, again, very Americanized, but just like the tone is so off. Yeah, I was really getting hung up on that. Like, were they, were they trying to do like a juxtaposition thing where it's like the, the kind of goofy sounding song with like mm, the, that's what I was the mind bending? Yeah. Like, it, everything's falling apart. So it's supposed to like be enhancing his yeah. insanity. Mm, it, it really it didn't land, working. especially that mm. scene. Yeah, it just feels like they were scared to show real emotions at that point, which is weird because there's other parts of the movie where I felt like this film did it in a more brutal way. Like the uh, pillow suffocating, she was fighting back a lot more and the editing there was like a lot more like kind of fucked up and sure, a bit more obvious, but like, you know, or this, the scene where uh, he has that nightmare that he has his old face and he's screaming and she's screaming. Like that was so much more intense in this film. It was louder and there was also like an extra soundtrack they played on it that like gave a bit more tension the car crash that was more brutal in this film like the impact it made and like i was like holy shit yeah like i can tell why someone would be fucked up from that car crash like it was a lot more brutal and then yeah just the the ending it just felt like why don't you want us to feel these emotions at the ending it felt like if yeah just weird toned down nerfed kind of bizarre choices version of this ending i just couldn't deal with it yeah i think the whole thing was green screen at the end i think that looked bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think they were on a real roof in the other one (laughs) i think so i'm not you know they were at least outside it seemed more real anyway than yeah the execution this one yeah that other one's just more straightforward yeah it wasn't distracting yeah i'm like with you 
there's there's some things in this movie that they do better. There's other things that are just not as good. So it ends up just being like kind of in the middle for me. Yeah, I do like certain things. I definitely like probably Tom Cruise's character a little more in this one. I do. Made it yeah. more compelling. And he's a he's yeah. a better actor, I feel, too, honestly. Probably, yeah. And the same with Jason Lee. Right? <laughs> I'm just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not with you guys on that one. I, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's the fact it was a Tom Cruise or if it was more the, I already knew the story going in, so that wasn't carrying me, that intrigue wasn't carrying me in the same way mm. as it was with my yeah, it's, first it's hard to open know. your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it is hard to know. But also, yeah, there is the screaming. There is the, like, kind of has <laughs> these, like, ticks or something he's trying to do where he's, like, dancing, like, in a window with the mask on and just doing all these, like, crazy things like which i guess is supposed to be like yeah his reality is crumbling before him and he doesn't know what's real but yeah it it didn't really land like that to me it was more like tom cruise kind of just being crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what would have been an awesome ending is if like instead of the shot at the of his eye at the end it was a shot of like a cat eye that would have been a good like alternate ending like if if they're gonna tease oh, yeah. it so much, if they're gonna reincorporate that, like mm. I'll see you in another life, and we'll be cats or something. <laughs> that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. wake up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then cats begins. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, oh my no. god, shared universe. <laughs> oh god, jealous you. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. Like, yeah, the good vibrations, the, the weird ass soundtrack choice. Oh yeah, they did the whole. Instead of just saying you swallowed pills and you died, they said you swallowed pills and you died. And also, we're going to show all these characters at your home, and they were all really sad that you died. And we're going to have <laughs> the music that they played during <laughs> that scene. And I watched this with headphones, yeah. and so I could distinctly hear both of the, the the song had like two sets of lyrics happening at once in different channels. It was like two. It, I it was just oh. such a weird choice. Two two different lyrics going, uh, two different vocal tracks with different lyrics happening at the same time. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It was so sappy. It's like, <laughs> "Oh, remember the the broken guitar display?" Well, she looked at that, and even though she didn't like it, she's like, "It reminds her of you," and so she's sad now. And it's like, "Fuck!" Like long and drawn out, just more Americanized, sappy f- bullshit. And then yeah, the song the song yeah. when he was falling off the building too. It was so sappy. Like, oh, God, I felt like more of a brutal emotional impact and more intrigue and just more purpose from the first film, whereas this one just felt like mm-hmm. a weird, like, could have been saved in the editing room, probably, blur, yeah. you know? Because sap- sappy is not a word I would use to describe that 97 one yeah. like, at all. It's, it's, it's inverse to the point where it's like, yeah, funny in comparison, because it is brutal, it is matter of fact, it's just like... <laughs> compare scenes one to one and it's like hilarious this game this seems like it was already saved in editing like just from how you're describing like that alternate ending or whatever that sounds really yeah dumb, oh it was bad you can see it on youtube how you describe it yeah it just sounds so dumb it seems like it was saved like he had all these ideas of yeah like that juxtaposition that just weren't working and it like reigned in his like it could have been kind of like a southland tales almost but i guess it was kind of <laughs> saved i mean the story is so good at the end of the day right that it's just not going to devolve into that yeah. um like they just stick to the story i mean it's basically the same movie what, what was the alternate ending then um like what actually happens it's just the shootout scene really and i guess there's like a bit more dialogue. Oh, they just that, i kind of yeah. skipped through it yeah it's just yeah okay. the video is 20 minutes long but it's like really most of it's the same as the original um 
I would like to, I almost forgot uh, a huge difference in the original film in this film was the, uh, what was her name in the first one? Like Nuri or something, Nurina or something. I don't remember, but Cameron Diaz's character, like she's insanely different. And again, going along the same lines of the, how they're making these choices, she's a lot more obviously evil. And I feel like that works against the Mm. film in this way because she's like, when he when he ties her up in this movie, it's right after she's doing like, haha, I tricked you. Like with her face, you can tell exactly what she's doing. Like she's she's really obviously playing into these like I'm a bad person vibe and I blah 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 blah. Whereas in the first movie it was like kind of ambiguous. Like you believed her, like, oh, she's this other character, like what's wrong with his brain that he's seeing this other face? Whereas in this movie it's like it's it was so it was way too obvious what they were trying to imply with it. And I felt like it should have been more ambiguous. Also, he didn't hit her in this movie, but they said that he did. But they just didn't show him doing it, which I thought was yeah, an interesting, sure weird, Americanized choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, that's also why I like like the friendship dynamic more in that first movie. I know you guys said you preferred the kind of Jason Lee angle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is it is reeled back to the point where it's, I thought it was going to be more of a question in that original movie. Like, I knew there was a car crash based on the blurb. I don't know, I, they, were, they were establishing a bunch of different characters that it could be. I thought it could be the friend who was like, a, it's going to go that direction because he, he's like stealing his girlfriend and stuff. And they're having those kind of conversations and that kind of conflict seem more real to me than the kind of, yeah, the very Hollywood glossy Jason Lee. He's like laughing when like Cruz and Tom Cruise like get together and yeah, I don't know. It just, mm. it just didn't work for me in the same way the original did. Like I know you guys are saying you, you prefer some things about vanilla sky, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't any, every time there was like a scene, I, I was just comparing it in my head and just thinking about how much better that original was in comparison and how much more yeah effective and consistent. And yeah, yeah, it, it all comes together a lot better. She wasn't a yeah. mime in this one. Yeah, why'd they cut that out? <laughs> There's no no miming. That's right, yeah. She's an actor in the original, but a dancer in this one or something. Yeah. That's the best scene when she's miming. I felt okay, so there's there's certain things about like the dynamic and morality. Because, again, I mentioned how um, I just find the main character so much more annoying and I hate him in the first film. I just found, like, Mm. um, there's certain things like how he interacts with her after he's had the accident. I prefer Tom Cruise doing this sort of silly, like, believe it or not, I'm smiling sort of thing. I feel like that's just so much more likable as a character trait. And then especially after that sequence where, oh, they have this new technology and we fixed your face for real this time. Um, in the first film, it was just, it felt like this weird sort of like, what are you saying in terms of writing a story sort of thing where it, there was this stark contrast between how people were treating him, uh, when he was disfigured and versus right after, like immediately after he's like, oh yeah, everybody loves me now. I'm getting laid in the first movie. It was like kind of weird. Whereas like in this, in Vanilla Sky, it felt like his personality was a bit, was making up for it a bit. And it wasn't this bizarre, like, like, oh, everything's great now because I got my face fixed or it wasn't as leaning into it as much. I don't know. I feel like I preferred that in Vanilla Sky. Mm. Yeah. Or I kind of like how in that original, I don't know, he, yeah, they kind of just lean into the fact that he is an asshole and the quandary that comes with, you have a character who's known for one thing, they're rich and pretty. That's all they really resemble. 
when you take the prettiness away, like what is left and like what what does that put the character through? Um, I felt that struggle was was better explored in that original than Tom Cruise kind of like he almost laughing his way through it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't really think about any of the dramatic scenes. Um, that you know, as landing that much in Vanilla Sky and yeah, I just stark comparison to me. Okay, I think mm. I'm pretty much done talking about the movie. If uh, anything else you guys want to say about it? No, I think we're good. Like it's yeah, a very weird movie out of all of these uh sci-fi concept uh reality isn't isn't what it seems type things. It's yeah. Especially Vanilla Sky is definitely not up there for me, but I would recommend check out Open Your Eyes. Um Yeah, I had a good time with that one. Yeah, definitely yeah. check out Open Your Eyes. And I guess if you want to watch this, fine. I wish I'd see it open your eyes first. Um Yeah. Yeah. I like Tom Cruise in it. I like some of the soundtrack. I like a lot of it. It's just how it's used at certain points. I wasn't a big fan of. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's basically the same exact movie. It's really hard to judge. The story just kind of saves it. You know, it's just like, all right, it's such a yeah. good story. You can't really. Yeah, it does have that backbone. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it does have that, and it has some good actors in it. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do we want to get into ratings? Yeah, well, yeah. ratings then. Like, how do you yeah. rate that? I just give it a, a three star. Um, I think it's pretty negatively received. So yeah, it was just a three star, not like an enthusiastic one, but yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. check it out. If yeah, you I think want. I'm there, like a low three star for me, like a six mm-hmm. out of ten. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. I wasn't like getting upset at this or being annoyed. It's just more of a yeah, it's comical in comparison with the Hollywoodisms. And when you when you watch them one after the other, it, it is funny to compare and really distracting as a result. So maybe maybe if we just talked about Vanilla Sky without going into Open Your Eyes, it would, might have leaned a little bit of a different way, uh, but yeah, I'm probably not going to revisit Vanilla Sky, but I'd probably happily watch Open Your Eyes at some point again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I got to see it again. Thanks for recommending it. Yeah, because Open Your Eyes was good. I remember the like the story, but you know, so the twist didn't work like the same yeah, way. Yeah. But it's, it was still a good movie. Like I still enjoyed it. Plenty good. of things I didn't remember. Um, that's it. I'm giving Vanilla Sky a 6 out of 10. If the ending wasn't so bad, then it might be a 7. I might I'm, I was for most of the movie I was prepared like to give it a 7 just like oh 7 and 7. Like they're both you know, they both have their strengths and weaknesses and some things work better than others, but yeah, I, I I found it to be an inoffensive remake for the most part despite being like weirdly comical at points, but um I had more fun with Vanilla Sky but I think Open Your Eyes is a better movie. I was yeah. always leaning toward Open Your Eyes, but yeah, I yeah. enjoyed Vanilla Sky while I was watching it. I, I definitely think Open Your Eyes is better. Yeah, as far as bad remakes are concerned, like it really isn't in that same pile, you know. With like, oh, it's not like Old Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Old Boy. Yeah, some um, actual shit. Like the, that, a man. big thing is like I think he wanted to make the movie. Maybe I don't know if Cameron Crowe wanted to, but it seemed like a movie he was at least like passionate in, and that he wanted to bring something to it. Yeah, um, and I think that helps something. a lot. Yeah, if he, it seems like yeah. a movie someone actually wanted to make. Which, yeah, again, that helps a lot when there's some passion behind the film and not like a cynical remake, like a RoboCop or something like that, like a total yeah. recall. Mm-hmm. 
I really like the Beach Boys, but fuck, it just wasn't used well in that movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's what I mean. Not, the soundtrack's yeah. good. It's just certain points, it was like not a comedic scene, and then they were playing like, yeah, some kind of silly or, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's do some questions from the Sardonicast community. Head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit and ask us whatever you feel like. Um, I'm actually going to sneak in and ask you guys a question of my own. <gasps> I, I don't know why I keep thinking about this. It's, it's nothing to do with movies. It's just like one of these word things. Um, <laughs> if you guys saw someone pick their nose, like what would they be taking out of their nose? What would you say? Uh-oh. Booger. A booger. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, I would say bugger. Okay. Because I've had this real thing the past few weeks about the word bugger and how it just, it doesn't sound like with a British accent, it doesn't sound right. Like it, what are you, I, we'll I, say I it. wanted your guys' take say it on again. it. Bugger, booger. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds booger. funny on the second one, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a different word? Yeah. Well, I think most people say bogey. Bogey. In the UK, like I got a bogey. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's like a, isn't that a, like a tennis term? Like double bogey? It is, yeah, it is. Well, like the bogeyman. I always pictured him as like, yeah, man. Oh, I never heard something. bogeyman. I heard boogeyman though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really thought it's, yeah, it sounds fucked up if a British person says that. I'm glad you guys have, have confirmed fun. that to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, n- I never, uh, yeah, I know when I think bogey, I think like, like I guess the military term. Like, I have a bogey on my tail. Oh, yeah, bogey on my six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes it more fun. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. No, I just had um, booger in uh, like caps just in the question segment. Oh, nice. I need to bring that up. But, uh, <laughs> in other news, um, Fez Knight 64 um, has a question for us. Is there a famous person who you guys would say no to if he slash she asked to be a guest on the podcast? Who's someone you say no to? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fucking uh, Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw a reply that was saying know. something like oh, Adam would definitely say what Ben Shapiro you wouldn't have on or something. Uh, Cause he does movie reviews, right? Like if you genuinely could line up Ben Shapiro to come on and do that's episode, a weird, what would you say? A lot of there's, I often find people have weird, uh, like expectations for things I would or would not do. Like I've talked to and interacted with like many of people that I politically disagree with. Um, mm-hmm. It's not an endorsement. So yeah, I don't know. Like I would have to, I would have to think of like a that but here's the thing. When it comes to people being guests on this podcast, like there's a lot of people that I'm friends with politically that I'm just like you know, they have more political YouTube channels, but I like I don't know if I would want to bring that onto the podcast because this is relative sure, we get asked some questions mm. that where we talk about our own things politically, but I don't know if I don't know if yeah, it's like, I guess I have like a different mind frame of inviting someone on to this podcast versus like, would I be on their podcast or something? Like most, you know, mm. I, I would say I would be on someone else's show most of the time, but I don't know. Like you'd have to, you'd have to 
gel well with like the format too. And also this is like a fucking hour and a half long, two hour thing. You know, that's like a big uh-huh. commitment. It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. You need like a good mic and yeah. Yeah. Come on time and record whatever. your own thing on your own thing and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's mainly like, do I want to give like someone this platform? Um, it's not that I like hate anyone. That's just mainly what I think about. Like, is this platform like, you know, I don't want to give someone who's like like Ben Shapiro a platform, obviously. So no, but it's not like I hate anybody. I don't know if we'd be making too much of a difference. <laughs> That's the thing. He's like a huge commenter. I, I was just thinking about in terms of like if it was an actual option, because he does he does like correct me if I'm wrong, but he does like loosely do some like movie content now. He again, wouldn't right? have anything substantive to say. He produced a movie like, too. He produced. That's the thing. Am I those those like. Oh, Run, Hide, Fight. Run, Hide, yeah. Fight. Every yeah. one of his movie takes is like, he watched the trailer for something woke and then just says, this is bad. Yeah. 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 I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? When it's the kind of bad faith culture war yeah. engagement without actually talking about the art form itself. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a, like a disconnect. Yeah. Like when you hear him talk about like John Lennon's Imagine, like he's not saying anything substantive. He's he's like doing an Armand White <laughs> approach where he's like, do I agree with this politically? Yes or no. And here, let me bullshit about it for a bit. So it's like, I don't know. I don't, well, what about Armand White? Would you have him on? That'd be crazy. But I don't think funny. he would. It could be most, a crazy conversation. A lot of these. He wouldn't do it though. Th- exactly. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want him on. <laughs> like a lot of these are just things that I wouldn't. I wouldn't even begin trying to set up because it just seems like a bad idea. Like, (laughs) like also you have to remember, like if we were to have like really contentious conversations with people and, you know, hold their feet to the fire on things that they say and all that shit, like the way that we record these podcasts, we kind of have to have it in a way where at the end of it, they still send us the file of their microphone. Other, yeah. <laughs> other, like we can't have it so that some, someone drops out of the call and they're like, I hate you. Or like, we could have a recording going on our own end for sure. But like, it's not going to sound as good. Like that's not how the podcast works. So I don't know. It just seems like, yeah, I have no idea. I would, I, I never, I try not to make, uh, like yes or no, I would never, or I would, you know, I try not to say those mm-hmm. things because I don't know what I'm going to feel like in two years or something. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this one then from Tasseled Wobbegong. What are your thoughts on the oeuvre of animation productions? Sorry, Arbman productions, i.e. Wallace and Gromit, Shaun the Sheep, Chicken Run, etc. What do you think are the studio studio's best and worst releases? Um, I know we talked about um, Wallace and Gromit before in the past, and I don't think you really like it very much, Adam, but they they got other options. They got their chicken runs. They got their pirates. The adventure was, was scientists or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. They got some fun stop motion stuff out there. Um, I'd have to rewatch Chicken Run. I remember enjoying that when I was younger. The rest of them, I'm just like not I think they're working into. on a sequel for Chicken Run. I think they're, they're doing a sequel for Chicken You're Run. You're right, yeah. I think it's a oh, Netflix yeah. thing, too. Dawn of the Nugget or something. <laughs> Chicken yeah. Run's good. Chicken Run's a lot of fun. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, Chicken Run rules. Like, ch- Chicken Run is awesome. I really liked it as a kid. Um, really funny. Like a bunch of like, it's really northern, like English northern, mm-hmm. um, which is just, I don't know, I feel like it's a rarity in these big, uh, big budget blockbusters to have that kind of like heart and honesty in it. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Arbman. Um one of my uh, 
because they're based in uh, Bristol, the city of Bristol, which I'm not too far from. And uh, every now and again, they'd have like the, uh, you could go and look at all the models and stuff. So I remember see, when I was a kid seeing like the, you know, the flying machine and the, the pie machine from Chicken Run, like they had the actual oh, cool. like, models and cases <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, I loved seeing all that and like seeing the behind the scenes and all burnt down in a fire though, which is quite unfortunate, but mm. yeah. No, I like their movies, though. I think that they have a certain charm and, like, going all the way back to, like, Creature Comforts, which was just, like, a little, like, show where the, they went around, like, recording just people candidly in public and then, like, yeah. stop motion Isn't animated. Isn't it a short? Like, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, short little episodes, like, 20 minutes oh, long, okay. just, like, compilations of yeah, audio of strangers great. in public but animated to, like, this, the Ardman, like, animals and stuff. And Yeah, really charming. Um, I've always been a fan of Ardman. Maybe not as much uh -huh. like lately. Um, early Man like didn't really grab me. And mm. I'm not crazy about that Pirates movie. I saw that in theaters. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. Um, it was okay. It wasn't yeah bad, but the Watson Gromit movie too. It doesn't do much. I for much me. prefer the the stop motion over the like CG stuff they've done. Um, I do like Arthur Flushed Christmas. Away. I was going to mention that. Yeah, Flushed Away is not very good, but Arthur Christmas I do like. Yeah, Arthur that's Christmas like, is much better. Yeah, that's one of the better movies they've done. That's And that yeah, that's a CG animated one, but it's actually decent. I would put that on like every once in a while on Christmas. Not every Christmas, but yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. And... Yeah, that flushed away. That wasn't very good. <laughs> um, no, I, I wasn't crazy yeah. about the Wallace and Gromit movie either. I mean, it's it's decent. It's not as good as the shorts. I like the shorts. A yeah, the bit. shorts are better, but it's, hmm. it's all right. It's, it's funny. They've got pretty. They've got yeah, good comedic writing. Movie. They're really funny. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would have to movie. check out um, some of the shorts actually. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them. Or maybe I just did when I was younger. I don't know. Yeah, those are the uh, the Wallace and Gromit shorts are are amazing. Like they have some mm -hmm. of the best like action sequences in the like the animation history. They're whatever. awesome. Yeah, the penguin. That, the penguin one. one is hilarious. The wrong trousers. Yeah, that one's the best. They're so one. charming to me. Oh man, that one's really funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Hmm? Sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking I of discovered the, the something. I was yeah. I, I I'm I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm buying a French press coffee thing on Amazon right now. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just like the, the one oh, of the, right. I'm looking at some of the features. It's like anti-drop design, and I was like, what? Like you have a handle? Is that what you're saying? And then oh, I yeah. had to realize I've, I've, smashed a, I've smashed a couple of those. Like I guess it's saying anti-drip design. Is that what they're supposed to be saying? I'm, I'm not sure. So sorry. Yeah. Damn, you fully leaned into the caffeine life then. If you're picking up a French press, huh? I'm trying to. Well. I'd like to at least have the option to make coffee here, and none of my other roommates mm. have. The, you know, <sighs> doesn't mean I'll be drinking it every day. So we'll yep. see. <laughs> Maybe I'm we'll changing. See. It's a whole new yeah, me. Definitely drink know. drink coffee over what you said you had a Red Bull, right? Like, it was just a like yeah, that, a couple of so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so next question, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot what we were talking about for a second. Um, yeah. Let's do this one then from uh, Particular Camera 612. A lot of movies recently and even throughout history have been distinctive for their huge sprawling cast of recognizable actors. Examples recently would be Dune, Babylon, Amsterdam, the upcoming Oppenheimer and Barbie. 
along with past examples like Boogie Nights, Magnolia, JFK, really any old Hollywood epic. My question is, can it sometimes be a distraction from seeing this cast of characters as characters rather than a bunch of actors pretending or feel like a cynical ploy to get people to see the movie? Or is it just dependent on how well they each act their screen time and whether the film justifies having all these characters and having them be played by these specific actors? P.S. Movie 43 is obviously the worst example by a landslide. I'll have to agree with him on that. I didn't even think of that one. I remember this coming up when we talked about Dune, right? You you felt it was distracting. I, I felt that way, that. yeah. But I would say it's dependent on the movie. I Yeah. I just, I felt like it, I would have benefited personally from like a less recognizable cast for Dune. But um, yeah, I don't feel that way about every movie. Mm. Yeah, I was feeling that somewhat with, uh, I watched about half of Amsterdam like a few weeks ago. Um, I really can't remember anything about it except that it was oh, star-studded. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were all wasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like one of those. Yeah, it depends on the movie. You can do it well. There's many movies with great casts that are good movies. No Country for Old Men is a great cast. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, all the obvious ones, yeah. tend to be quite star-studded. Star-studded cast, great actors. Yeah, still a good movie. It just depends how you use them, right? Yeah, like that person, like it didn't bother me in Dune, for example. Um, no, not really for me. I thought the, like, the casting was fine. I thought the cast was good, And yeah. it's like, the, it's that balance, isn't it, where it's like, is a project like Dune even going to get off the ground, like such a weird source material, if, mm-hmm. how are you going to sell it? And sometimes that <laughs> that's the only way for yeah, these projects right. to come together. Yeah, it depends on the project. Yeah. Let's do this one then, uh, from Count Brackmore. Do you think the Oscars would be more successful if they adopted a Game Awards type strategy of having exclusive film announcements and trailers baked into the show? Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, if you were allowed to. The, the thing about the Game Awards, too, is like you're allowed to live stream it, I'm pretty sure. Like a bunch of Twitch streamers just like live stream yeah. it. Yeah. That, that gives uh, less time to the people getting the awards also yeah <laughs> and they already get no time <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. that's also what the game awards kind of gets clowned for is like the fact it's like a big ad and they got yeah the it's sponsored by Mountain Blade Dew. Yeah, yeah yeah hell. and it's also like the only reason anyone really tunes in you know like well, i suppose that's yeah. that's the predicament <laughs> right? it's like, like how do you save it cringe yeah. without it just exactly. <laughs> yeah cringe and then you get a few game announcements and then yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. but like I've, I've I've never watched like a full Oscars. I guess I would be more likely to, to tune in, but fuck, like that's that's a big ask. I don't know how you yeah, fix the Oscars. The Oscars are a bit more prestigious than like the Game Awards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not just like an ad campaign. I guess they are. They're ad campaign for the movies nominated, but yeah, they're not gonna like show a trailer for, you know, for what even. You the know? new Christopher Nolan film Oppenheimer, which already has a trailer. Yeah, out, but that. if they just timed it yeah, like, like, oh, you only get trailer, movies new trailers, and games, and yeah, all these announcements, blah Movie, blah blah blah. Yeah. There's so much more of a hype culture around games. Well, games they're announced yeah. like you make a trailer for a game two years before it comes out. Movies yeah. are not the same. That's what I mean. You know, like you put a trailer in the Oscars for a movie coming out in like March, like what the Batman, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like John Wick four. You know, they whatever's seem, coming out. Like, yeah, more doesn't really work strategically timed with how they drop their yeah. trailers <laughs> yeah it's way different actually isn't it because they can they can reveal a game with like a pre-rendered 
like cutscene mm-hmm. or something. It'll show it's off a bunch of shit of that like winds up not even being in the game, like in any form. Yeah, like that's that's a <laughs> a general like kind of um, uh, like an occurrence that happens a lot in that industry. Where how how often does that happen with movies? Where you get like a completed trailer and then none of it's like in the movie at all. Yeah, like, although that's kind of like what the Barbie one is. But yeah, you're right. It's like very rare. Mm. <laughs> yeah, hmm. very rare. Yeah. Marketing is very different for both of those things. I don't know. Like, yeah, I would just, I wish the Oscars would just try to have a less bullshit, just do the awards approach. Because they're bringing Jimmy Kimmel back. They're, I guess they're bringing, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's set to do the Oscars again. I guess they're bringing back some of the categories that weren't in it last year. Uh, I don't know what they're like. They're still just going to be dicking around for like half of the thing doing all this unfunny nonsense that nobody seems to enjoy. And except just the people in the room. Yeah. Are they doing that Oscar cheer moment though? With the, the flash, whatever one for last year. Like, why don't they just try doing the Oscars without that? Why don't they just try? It seems like the one thing they haven't tried is just do the awards. Actually make it about, Yeah. I suppose that's the only thing there's less left to try. They're like, we got to keep it three hours for the ad space. I'm like, fuck. Why don't you do that? Yeah. The Golden Globes announced theirs, except no one cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not even going to yeah, watch I just, those. I don't know. I just yeah. really don't care about award shows for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Like, especially the Oscars. Like, I just... Yeah. It's just something about it. You didn't care about the refor- reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton? <laughs> oh fuck that yeah the game kid. awards <laughs> they won game of the year that's so the thing weird. yeah like the game awards I've only watched it once and it was that disastrous oh, year where God. John McHale like hosted it and he like just didn't give a fuck and was just insulting people the whole time and it was like the most awkward yeah. hilarious thing um, I like that kind of cringe <laughs> but I don't know if you really get that with the Oscars yeah it's so funny because people will ask me every single year like <laughs> consistently will you be watching the game awards or will you be reacting or streaming the game awards? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like why do people watch the game awards? And everybody says, Oh, cause the new trailers I'm like, but I can watch those on YouTube after I don't have to yeah. sit through this whole thing to w- get the trailers. I can watch them in better quality after. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't understand why anybody watches this. Shit. That's, that's what I do. I just wake up the next day and just get an article up of everything that was announced. Scroll yeah. past it in 30 seconds. At least with mm-hmm. the Oscars, I make a game out of it. You know, we're like kind of trying to do bets on who's going to win. And, mm. it's, you know, the cringe is a bit more fun. I do my whole commentary thing to it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no reason to ever watch the game awards. So. Yeah, so sorry, guys. We don't have any advice on how to fix the Oscars. I mean, they, we, they could try one thing, but they're never going to. <laughs> yeah, the one thing. That, the one thing yeah, they could try, they don't want to do. Have some kind of value, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, one more? Let's do one more then from uh, Socialist Hedgehog. Bar none, the most important film to me personally is Hideki Anno's The End of Evangelion. And according to Letterboxd in previous Q&As, only Alex has seen it. Alex, what are your thoughts and do the other sides have any interest in divining, sorry, diving into even Jellion? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Do you need to watch the series before the movie? Is it one of those? Yeah, it's kind of like the conclusion to the Oh, oh the yeah, it's the end of the movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, How long is the series? I've heard good things about it. 
I wouldn't it's, mind. It's only like it. 24 episodes, I think. Um, it's pretty short. Mm. I saw it when All I was right. like 17, 18. Um, I don't know. I liked a lot of it, but I've never really. Some people have like an actual spiritual, like almost religious experience mm-hmm. with this series. And I've like been fascinated with these people. And I've like asked people many times to like write in so many messages, what it is about it. And I mean, people get like profound meaning out of this anime in particular. And it's the deconstruction of mecha anime and all this. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something or maybe I wasn't old enough at the time when I watched it. Um, Cause it does get wacky and philosophical. Um, I don't know, man, but every time I've, I've gone back, cause it's on Netflix now, I think the whole show, I'm not sure if the movie yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I heard the Netflix always what, fucks up anime subtitles though. Oh, do they, they like change the yeah, word shit? I, that's right. Yeah. Like weird translation. Yeah. That's always like an issue with like anime stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I like the idea of how much like value people get out of it and how important it seems to be, but yeah, I'll watch it for sure. I'm I'm still waiting for it to click with me. 26 episodes in a movie. That doesn't seem like too much of a commitment. Yeah. It's really not too crazy. It's more just if you gel with what it's going for between that and like one piece seems like a chore, you know, (laughs) sorry. It seems like a breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that must be like a thousand episode plus by now. Fucking one piece. Yeah. Let's see. That's still like, that's just the same series happening forever with no end in sight right let's see yeah don't they have like whole seasons where they're like on episodes 1050 episodes on imdb 1050 wow they broke a thousand episodes man how do you even keep track of that could you imagine being those voice actors like just consistent work forever (laughs) damn yeah yeah Yeah, it's kind of the golden ticket yeah yeah it's nice (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to start One Piece. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> Top rated number 73 on IMDb. Wow. Oh, well, that list is kind of dumb. <laughs> but. Yeah, based on what episodes? You know, like The Simpsons has a high rating yeah. on IMDb. It's like clearly you don't mean the whole show when you rate it oh, like yeah. that. Well, yeah. That's a better show probably, Simpsons. Yeah, top rated number 89, but it's like you're not talking about the whole show. You know, House of the Dragon has like an eight point whatever on there. It's like, oh, please. (laughs) TV shows do get a bit of a bump, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check out Evangelion at some point. I don't know when, but I'll I'll do it. Not a big anime watcher. I think I've said before, so probably won't check it out anytime Mm -hmm. soon. You're not going to start Ralph the Anime Watcher channel? Maybe if I run out of things to watch. <laughs> Ralph the Anime Watcher. Yeah. I'm going to start a TikTok <laughs> where I watch anime. Yeah. Um, not anytime soon. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't do much for me. <laughs> and you okay. do uh, video game cutscenes. <laughs> All right. I guess, I that's, guess that's it for questions, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex, yeah. like, what did you... You, you didn't really... Did you really say, like, how... Because you said you watched it when you were younger, I guess? Yeah. No, when I was, like, 17, 18, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm... Was I didn't good? really like it that much. Oh, well, then... Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I'm, like, trying to figure... I've been trying to figure out what it is that I feel like I'm missing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot about mental health or something. Um I honestly like the fact I can't really remember anything. I don't know. <laughs> Says something, but it is like the most beloved anime like ever, ever probably. It's definitely up there. 
Yeah. <laughs> maybe one day I'll revisit it. I don't know. Get more out of it. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. I mean. Okay, I guess that's it for questions. Uh, and I think it's my turn to recommend a film. Is it? And um, uh, just got the 4K Blu-ray for Pulp Fiction. Haven't seen it in a while. Let's fucking do it. Bam. Damn, okay. okay. Wanted yeah. to revisit it for yeah, a while. So the, the one before was was Boogie Nights, right? Hmm? The one before this was Boogie Nights? The one before, yeah. well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm just making yeah, sure right. of the order. I'm just double checking the order. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's double check, everybody. Hold on. I think it's my turn. Yeah, boogie nights and the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's your turn because you did the revenant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, yep, Pulp yep, Fiction. Yep. Fuck it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Pulp Fiction. Sick. 4K Blu-ray. I wanted to watch it, so let's fucking do it. Uh, oh yeah. We've got a nice television that I can watch it on. And uh, awesome. all right, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for Pulp Fiction 1994, uh, I think I didn't even look that up, but mm-hmm. uh, watch it before the next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks. You can listen to them early if you go to patreon.com slash sardonicast or sardonicast.com. Sign up for premium only two dollars a month. You'll hear these episodes uh, sooner than if you were just watching them publicly. Uh, also, we've got merch, and you're probably too late for Christmas, so uh, you should buy for next year's Christmas instead. Uh, also, we've got a Sardonicast highlights channel. You can check that out. Also, send us some fan art uh, on the subreddit or on Twitter, hashtag Sardonicast fan art. Uh, as long as Elon doesn't create a new rule saying no Sardonicast fan art uh, because it <laughs> hurts him, uh, you never know. Uh, so yeah, can I put YouTube links on Twitter anymore? I guess not, right? No, you can. They also, I, I, they didn't include YouTube oh. when they made that rule, and also the rule lasted like twenty four oh, yeah. hours, and they deleted the tweet. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. That. It's really funny. <laughs> that confused actually. me. Oh my god! Um, so I guess I'm just not using Twitter anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, see y'all. Thanks for listening. After Christmas, I guess this will be released publicly slightly see after. See y'all later. Yeah. At oh, it'll range. be yeah, right after, <laughs> day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry, right. Christmas Merry Christmas, too. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays New Year. of um, any variety. Happy holidays. Happy yeah. Satan happy, worshiping. Uh, Hanukkah. Um, Dudism. <laughs> yes. Scientology. Uh, Dudism. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, meow. All right. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. bye.